When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Friday, everybody. Welcome in. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis with you on this third day of March. Gentlemen, how we doing? Yo. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, another beautiful day in the neighborhood. That's a good, that's a good positive Friday yes. attitude uh, for you. I like that, D-Gun. Not What's up, Chris? Pastor Taz, Eagles. What? What's the matter? What's up, B. Brooks? My prediction was just totally wrong. I... Well, you know, they came and pissed down their legs. Come on now, 76ers. Who, wait, you got to identify who they is. Sixers? The 76ers, man. Uh, I tried to tell you they can't. They can't. They're not that team, B. Brooks. But, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, you, you look at – that's a game they should have won. Yes. Even when they were down – even when – even well, even when Dallas blew the doors off. And we'll get into it. But they had a chance to win that game. Yeah, they had a chance to win it. You know what I'm saying? Defensively, they should have played a lot better. And you just got to score, man. I, so I, will, they, I believe, will they win in Milwaukee tomorrow? It's not a snowball's chance. They're going to win. <laughs> they can't defend on the outside. And we're supposed to be able to defend now on the outside. That's why we brought in, we brought in, we brought in Melton. We brought in guys that can defend, and we still can't defend on the outside. Milwaukee's only won 16 in a row. I mean, that's all. Yeah, that's that, all. That, that, yeah, that's chump change. Yeah. I mean, they don't miss from, from 15 and in. So, no, they know. don't. No. So, I mean, that's, that's all. We'll get into all right, all right, Mr. Ellis. Go back and acknowledge. No, I was going to say because, hi to everybody. What's because, up? Because uh, you know, some Pats. people get offended if we. Yes, don't say I know. Hi. I know. I know. Uh, Jay Patterns, M. Reyes, Antonio, GG, uh, Jeremy, Keyboard Warrior. I like that. Uh, Duck, our guy Duck. Hi, Philly. PTB, uh, Derek, Television Man, our girl Chris. I didn't see Fitness Rebel. If if I missed you, I'm sorry. But what happens with when when the when, I don't, am I doing something wrong here? So with the, the comments, and it's great. They're coming in fast and furious. But I can't go back for some reason on mine. Really? Look at, oh, oh, yeah. I can't. I, can. I, I don't know why. Hey, prime example, you mentioned this M. Reyes. First thing out of the gate, D-Gun is probably giving them a pre-show talking down to, quote, mean, mean gun. <laughs> okay, so I acknowledged you for the one time in the show. Are you happy now? 
There you go. What's up, Anthony? What's up, everybody? Yeah, we we appreciate all of you. Believe me, and everybody streaming, everybody listening. Thank you. Thanks for making us a part of your day. By the way, I, I see Fitness Absolutely. Rebel. There she is. Uh, thanks for making us a part of your day, guys. Uh, Fitness and- Rebel. That's a twenty dollar fine. You're late. <laughs> <laughs> That's push-ups or something. Fitness Rebel, I'm sure, could do push-ups. I don't worry about that. 50 uh, crunches. That's right, crunches. Hand, pull-ups, man. Those yeah, those are the hardest thing. Pull-ups Ooh. are brutal, right? Yeah, I mean, are. I'm not an exercise <laughs> – clearly, I'm not an exercise guy if you look yeah. at me. Um, but, man, I'd rather do like a 1,000 push-ups than, than I w- 20 I agree. pull-ups, man. I agree. Oh, my goodness. I Eesh. hate pull-ups. Pull-ups are no joke. Like that is that's serious. That is I hate serious. exercising. Period. Now I don't. I don't get paid to do it. Yeah. I have to do it now. Yeah, it, it sucks. Yeah, it, it I, sucks. I, I I really appreciate people who just love it. It's awesome. I know. And you know man. who are disciplined enough to do it daily. You know. Yeah. Like I look around my development, I see the same people jogging every day, and I'm yep. like, I wish I could do that. I really yeah, do. Man. But I God hate jogging. You. You know. I, I work out. I work out now I, at yeah. least four times a week now, and I gotta get I gotta get pimp sized by summertime. <laughs> Wait, what so, is what is? Oh, let me, yeah, what's I, the goal? What, what I'm, are we, I'm being serious. Yeah, I'm being serious. How much do you weigh now? Three eighty two. Okay, and what is pimp size for you by summer? Three forty. Okay, so you got forty pounds over the next April, May, June. You got about three months. No, March, March. We said March, April, May. Let's say by June 21st, so you got three and a half months to drop 40 pounds. Yes. Wow. You know the best way to do it? I have a lot of friends that do it, and I'll do it occasionally. Fasting is one of the best ways. Nothing but water. You know, some I have friends that do it for seven days. Some people will do it for you know two or three days, and then have one good meal a day, and then go back and do it for more days. And then some people fast for me for. My mom did it for me for, you know, to get me drafted in, into the NFL. Oh. Yeah. You know what? And some people, there's a lot of people that do the 20, it's called a 21-day fast. Yep. Now, that's discipline. Damn. Yep. I can't see you not eating double double uh, government. Preferences. Government, government, uh, carp, uh, white castle. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You can't say it's carp meat. <laughs> carp, carp ain't even real fish, man. Uh, oh, just man. help her help her no hamburger um, yeah <laughs> you can do that here's the thing you have the as an athlete and a guy who trained for a living for a long time you 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 have that gear to go back into if you need to i'm not saying it's it's as easy to do when you were a kid i'm not saying that but you have the mentality to know how to get there if you need to get there which a well, lot I of mean, people don't have right so so the last uh the last three and a half weeks i've actually dropped uh 16 yeah 16 pounds in three really? weeks yeah wow you were close to 400 that's yeah. awesome not close <laughs> it wasn't close no way no way bro no, no yes, way sir. yes sir yes, i tell sir. you what and I, and I don't know if that's good bad or indifference but you know the last time i saw you physically was that um our, our former photographer kevin flatley's going away party in january mm-hmm. <coughs> you didn't look any di- different then excuse me <coughs> than any other time that i'd known you to be honest. Yeah, so I got to get down. Well, you when you'll see me in pimp size, be like, okay, I see what you're talking about, B Brooks. You you're back. Yeah, I see you. You back. You back now. You back. You dropped forty pounds, man. Yeah. Oh, geez. You sound like you sound like Big Dom of the Eagles. Always talking about he's big, sexy. <laughs> he truly believes it, though. He does. Like he does. Dom truly that believes. That dude's great. It. That, if there's anybody that should be mentally tested, 
not for CTE, but just mental faculties, period. It's that dude, man. Cause some of the stuff, some of the stuff he says, man, has me on the floor rolling, man. Me too, man. Me too. But dude, if you drop 40 pounds, you might buy a whole new wardrobe, dude. I wouldn't mind. Wow. Wouldn't mind. Yeah, man. Gotta get down, bro. Gotta get down. So I've been working so, at it. You know what I'm saying? So, so what's your biggest vice? What is your biggest food vice that you know is not beneficial to you losing weight? Because I know how to cook, make cookies good. I'll make cookies. Uh, and I'll, I'll make I'll make cookies and then it, I'll eat them. It's gotta be more a cookie, dude. Like for huh? me, here's like for me. If I stop drinking sodas for like one week, I'll lose ten pounds. You like sodas like that? No, but I'm just saying I'll have one occasionally. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna say like like I produce a Xander. Xander Xander's in his early twenties. He doesn't drink sodas. Now see, I've got to get that cut. And look how thin Xander is. He's like yeah, Rob yeah. Ellis then. You know, Rob. Well, I can't survive like Rob. I couldn't. Just, I ain't no. I ain't. You don't want this. You don't want any parts of this. No. Cheerios and 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 water just it's not good for me. you, man. And pizza you know with mean? pizza with no meat and sauce on. I can't do that. <laughs> I like sauce. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. There's no question. Who's this, uh, Mister Mister Snuffy? He keeps posting. I want my Barrett D gun fishing trip. We should have a, and the earlier said we should have a Barrett D gun fishing trip prize on this show. We should. We should, man. We should. Yeah. I think that'd be, that'd be fun. Be hey, yeah, you got the boat. You got the boat. Yep. We can make, make that happen. happen. We can make that happen. All right. So the Flyers made a trade. Uh, they acquired what, for equipment? a bag of pucks. Sticks. I just realized what you just said, bro. Yeah. Oh, it caught me off guard, man. <laughs> that was that was good. There, he said for <laughs> for for a box of pucks. Yeah. <laughs> they get uh, Brendan Lemieux. Who is a left winger uh, from the uh, from the Kings? Who is 26 years old? He was a former second round pick of Buffalo. He comes over here. Let me see what he's doing this year. Uh, he's played 27 games. He is a minus six, and he's got three points. So that's what, exciting. What, what do they trade for? Zach what, McEwen has been traded away. It's, to uh, to Hugh now? Oh, wait, where's that going? Zach is going to the Kings and uh, Brendan you know Lemieux. You know how happy Zach must be right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lemieux. they get, they get Lemieux in a fifth round pick for what it's worth, okay. a fifth round pick. Is, yeah. is Lemieux of a distant bloodline descent of the great Mario Lemieux I covered back in the early 90s? His stats wouldn't tell you so, oh, if okay. that's the case. Okay. Yeah, he... Uh, God, not, not yeah, it's not great. Uh, I'm looking at last year. Last year he had 13 points. Yeah, th- this is a. Uh, it's kind. Of, it feels like a sort of nothing deal to make. See, Lemieux probably said, right now, you, "You traded me. You traded me. What, what? Come on, man. You playing right? You you didn't trade me there, did you? you no, you joke. You joking? Oh, you yeah. got jokes. You you traded me to Philly? No, no, man." Uh, I'm announcing my retirement later today from yeah. the NHL. I hear you. Well, he, he's a free agent, so he's only got to you know deal, deal with this for a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, so they, McEwen and a fifth rounder, uh, Brendan Lemieux, pending you uh, unrestricted free agent, basically here on a 20 game tryout uh, at best to fill an NHL roster spot post deadline worst. Yeah, so that that's uh, that's according to Anthony Sanfilippo, who we've had on be, on the show before, does a good job covering the uh, Flyers. That's uh, I'm not wow. going to give you much more on that. Uh, just out of sheer boredom, I'm not going to give you any more on that. <laughs> He's a but, sheer boredom. Let, uh, let's keep it moving. Uh, we have the combine today. Uh, defensive backs are working out, guys. Uh, today, 
at the combine. That's Except Witherspoon. Witherspoon's not working out. Uh, correct. You're right about that, Derek. Yeah. yeah. Nope, he is not. Uh, so a couple others, like like Kaylee Ringo, who you know some people are looking at potentially as an eagle. Um, you know, I don't know what to make of some of this stuff. He's got a 74 and an eighth wingspan. He's got a 31 and a, a quarter arm length. His hands yeah. are eight and a half. You know, it's he, like a, he's okay. six two. He's yeah. six two. All you gotta say is six two. Good, good size. Two hundred ten pounds, and runs a four three forty. The, the 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 only issue that I think I've seen from some folks, and I, I watched him play at Bama, but the, the the real sort of draft nerd people say he's very much like Trayvon Diggs in that he oh, can be boy. a home run hitter and get you pick six, or he can kill you the other way because he's he's uber uber aggressive. Hi, Mama Brooks. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So, hey, Mama. Uh, you know. I don't care about measurable. I don't care about shuttle drills, cone drills, 40-yard time. All I want to know is, can he ball? Can right, he straight right, up ball? Right. That's all I care about. All what these the measurables we get caught up in. Yeah, what does the film – the film don't lie. What does the film say? That's all I need to know. I don't care if he runs a 4-6. Can he stick? Uh-huh. Can he bump and run? Can he play the slot? What can he do for me? That's all I want to know. Well, you know, that that's 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 the key, you know what I'm saying? Like all these measurables. Like I said before, my boy Mumu, Mumula, he <laughs> he set a combine he was setting combine records, balling out of control because he he prepared for the combine. His film dictated he was pretty good, you know, on film, but you can kind of tell he'd have a problem in the NFL with the bigger players. Um in fact, I think my right tackle Sent him to the league. He had like three sacks against my right tackle in the uh, in Aloha Bowl, mm-hmm. our senior year. Oh, he was killing them, killing them. Mm. The first half, look, the first half. No, he had four sacks. The first half, he gave up two two and a half sacks. The first half, I'm like, dang. So we come back out. He said, Hey, B, B, B. Let's switch sides. We switch sides. I'm like, no, I never played right tackle before. I'm a left tackle. B, come on, man. I can't. I can't handle this, dude. I said, All right, cool. So I go over there. I move over to the right side. He goes to the left side. Mamula walks up to the line, sees me, and just like this, <laughs> and tells uh, the other guy, switch over. Smart man. And he switched over, went over there, and got another sack. I'm like, man, no, man, get back to where you're supposed to be at. Then we got cussed out at our coach. Our coach <laughs> cussed us out because we switched sides. Right. It was crazy, man. It was crazy. Bro. I hear you. We got him drafted. We got well, the other guy, Joey Porter, out of Penn State, your former teammate's uh, son. Son, yeah, yeah, tough, tough dude. He's a, he's another guy. He's got good size. Um, uh, he's he worked out today. He's got you know good measurables and, and all those kind of things. You know, six two, ninety three. Yeah, yeah. He how much did he weigh? Uh, one ninety three. They had him at. Um, I thought he's gonna be about two hundred. You know, yeah, uh, thirty four arm span, which is good size. 80, yeah. 80 at seven eighths wingspan. Yeah, he's he's a. He's a real prospect, man. He's like a the four, only four forty guy. Yeah, the only issue, you know, again with him, is, and we're going to pick apart all these guys, which is what, what the nature of the beast is. But he didn't have. I don't think he had a lot of picks. If you look at his career, no, not they a lot of him, though. Yeah, that's true, and that's fair. That's fair. Yep. Yeah, Plus, everybody just ran the ball on on Penn State. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's true too. Um, but yeah, he uh, pulling it up right now because I was looking at it earlier. Now. I'm, top of my head here uh let me see if you had any internet so the, again the reason we bring up the, the d-backs and why it's of interest today that they're they're working out is the eagles could go that route 
You know, it's it's not out of the question. He has one interception in his career at Penn State. Wow. In three seasons. They stay at uh, 10. They have, to, they have to get a cornerback. You have to get the elite of the elite cornerbacks at number 10. You have to. Yeah, you got to get it right. Well, you know, you, you like this kid, um, Elijah Riggs. <clears throat> he's, he's, he's rolling up through the um, – you know, through everything because he didn't play really at at, at Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, because he came in from out, you know, signed with him late, and he really didn't do anything because he was hurt one year. But he say he he said he said to the uh, to the scouts, um, out of all the Alabama recruits, you know, coming out this year going to the NFL, who would you say should be the number one pick? This fool said. Elijah Ricks. I'm like, what? Oh, boy. <laughs> he said himself. Oh boy. <laughs> he said, forget all the other guys you're talking about. You know, you know I'm the guy. I'm like, what is this dude talking about? And some confidence in yourself, man. But they say, you know, his measurables are pretty good. And, you know, like he explodes out of his back pedal, um, quick. Uh, very confident in his cover skills, but yet he didn't play. So that's one of those guys that you don't know he might be as advertised by himself, but you just don't have enough film to, to look at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. I hear you. I hear you. So you get the D-backs working out today. Uh, Phillies play at 1 o'clock. We get the NHL trade deadline. As we mentioned, there's already – the Flyers have made just a giant move. Uh, kidding. Uh, it's 3 p.m. Sixers <laughs> lose last night. Uh, oh, they, my goodness. There's a lot of chatter. Um <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the latest. So now Darius Slay has responded to Juju Smith's nonsense. <sighs> Here, here's where I'm at at this point. Like, you're feeding into him. You're, you're giving the child what he wants. That's right, what you're right. doing. Now it's the kid is the kid's on, on his back screaming and yelling and throwing things. And you're like, what's the matter, Johnny? Instead of just ignoring Johnny. And then Johnny will shut up if you ignore Johnny. Now they're all feeding into it. And by doing it, and I think Slay's intent, was to defend um, Bradbury and his teammates. But but he goes through this whole litany of, hey, we didn't really, you know, get get torched that bad. Like, what? Yeah, yes, you did. You know, I, I don't what? care that Mahomes only had 180 yards. He was 21 of 27. And, and 13 of 14. And they scored on, on four all four possessions in the second half. Just like, I, I feel like, especially the, the, the D-backs had this mentality of, either it was Gannon's fault or they didn't play that bad in that game. And I know how many points they gave up. I know one of seven of them was Hurts. I get it. And the other one was on a punt return. But still, man, like you didn't make enough plays. And Slay himself got torched on that, on the Tony and. uh, Oh, he got the first one was the. Sky Moore plays. Yeah. Well, he was the first one. He, he, He was trying to communicate and he was over communicating, you know, telling guys. So, you know, follow him over the top instead of looking at his man. He's got him man to man. And as soon as uh, he came out of the, you know, out of the jet sweep and, and reversed back, he was already three steps on him before he realized Absolutely. he was, you know, running into the end zone. So, yeah. matter of yeah. fact, if you look at it closely, I don't even think Slay turned his head to look back at the receiver that was in motion until the dude had the ball in his hand. He was walking in the end zone. That's Slay what I said. Was still looking this way. Yeah. Exactly. So he, he he had turned in reverse motion, and before he turned around to see it, he had to have, he he was walking into the end zone. So I mean, it's, it's I understand I understand why he thinks what he thinks, but it's it's totally uh totally not true, man. You know, it, it's 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 not just Gannon's fault. 
That is both fault. There's fault in both sides. You're right. Despite it's what fault. you despite what you and Rob think, I am not solely laying anything on Gannon. Right. Although right, you right. guys think I'm a just flat out Gannon hater, which you I am are. not. You are. No, I am not. I have certain dislikes that I have maintained my consistency every time we talk about Mr. Gannon from September through net today. But this is as much on the players as it was on Gannon because absolutely in the second half. In the, I, I still can't get over this. In the second half, name me one player that made a, a definitive play on defense in the second half on that vaunted Eagles defense from that. J G J. Yeah. The one but, play. But, but, but nobody made yeah. a Brandon Graham kind of play. No, no. no. Interception, strip, sack, strip of a running back, something you yeah. had to have. Or just a big stop. I'm sorry. Like, no we can one. sit here and debate the Bradbury hold, and, and, and yes. I get it. You can argue either way. Fine. But get a stop on third down. Right. Well, CJJ, he had that big hit on uh, – Was that second half, half or first half? That was second half? That was second half. But, but still – uh, you know, And then he, he made, that, that, he made that tackle two. in the flats. Yeah. Yep. We he had that tackle in the flats, wide open. Where, Pacheco, where, uh, yeah. Pacheco would have been running for days if he, if yep. he had missed him on that one. Yeah. Um, but still didn't give him enough to, to, to talk, man. I mean, like I no. said, they did score – the last four possessions. One of them, you know, I, I say the last three. One of them was just you know, gift. on the five yard line. It was Barry. You're right, but the the one they chose to kick a field goal, they could have scored. Right, yeah. right, right. So yeah, that's yeah, exactly. So your vaunted seventy sack defense gets no sacks over sixty minutes. You have one of the best turnover ratio defenses in the entire NFL. You get no turnovers. You let a quarterback. I don't care if it is Patrick Mahomes. I don't care who it is. Any quarterback completing 13 out of 14 passes, and the only pass that was an incompletion was a throwaway, that's embarrassing. Right. I don't care who it is. Right. You did you nothing to change the momentum in the second half of the game. Now, yeah, gave a 30-yard run on a bum leg. On a bum right. leg. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think, leg, a 26-yard run right up the middle. I just Not think – the side, to the middle. I, I, I don't get – like, the. I know this is sort of what the – the mentality is now everybody it just shots fired on social media and this is the way like you know the, a lot of that generation is i get it but it's like at some point as bad as juju has embarrassed himself now you're like in the mud with him like just like enough like i, I cj gj did his thing and a couple other guys or i'm sorry aj brown did his thing but now like everybody's like like getting into it and it's like dude at some point let this guy just make an ass out of himself and and, and ignore him it'll stop eventually exactly yeah, exactly. I agree. There's no way. I, I mean, it's it's just you can't do it with the social media these days. They can't not say anything back to him. It's an addiction. They've got to clap back at him. It's, it's just it's just a part of, of 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 who these younger who this younger generation is. These guys, you know. I don't know if I could I could have played yeah. in the social media era right now. I don't no, know if I could have. Man, it's, it's it's different. It's different. Especially these guys are sensitive too, and it's hard. And why would you be sensitive? Especially when you look at um, when you when you look at everything that's going on. You know, it's just you 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 don't have you don't have people making logical decisions because everybody has to say something back on social media. You're getting graded. You know, whatever social media says is like law now. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I don't understand that, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I hope. Because it seems to me like Juju Smith-Schuster is not stopping anytime soon. So, no, he's not. That's, that's the only thing to play in the fame. Like, hey, I doubt seriously if he signs back with Kansas City. I, I, I doubt seriously if, if Kansas City wants him to, 
to come back. I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City has three new cast-off veteran receivers just to show you how potent that offense is. I agree. I wouldn't be surprised. I agree. I, I think uh, Andy may, will never say anything publicly, but I guarantee you Andy is like, dude, what are you doing? You know, and and that I'm not saying it's a guarantee he wouldn't bring him back, but I think if it's 50 50, Andy doesn't like this kind of stuff. I no, can tell not you that at right all. now. He's not, not helping Juju's not helping his case to be be a chief. You know, exactly. I'm surprised nobody's gotten to him. See, like Pete, they have there's certain people in the Eagles organization that would call, hey man, stop this, stop this. It's like yep. that, it's like that post um CJ put out about Gannon. You notice how quickly it was taken down? Absolutely. Yeah. You know who yeah. got to him, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and, and I'm surprised. I wonder if they've said anything to Slay. You can't they win. Probably, they can't probably win. did say something to Slay, but Slay don't care. Yeah, well, Slay, yeah, Slay don't He's care. He's going Slay into his last playing. year. You know, Slay could be playing somewhere else. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Right. And again, you know, Slay, last 14 games, no picks, eight passes defense. Now, you could say, Hey, they're not throwing his way. And, and that, that's, you know, I think it's fair. You always have to take that into account, like Barrett pointed out earlier with, with uh, Joey Porter Jr. at Penn State. However, uh, watching eyeball test, which we watch every Eagles game and we break down the film of it, he was way better the first portion of the season than he was the last yes. portion of the season. First, way better. First three quarters of the season, he was the man. You know, they didn't throw at him. I think you get a little bit comfortable and complacent when you don't get thrown at a lot. They were throwing at Brad, Bradbury, you know, and also in the middle of the field, especially when uh, CJ GJ was 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 taken out of the mix. Right. You know that's what that's what happens, man. But I, I truly believe at this point that they 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 just don't they can't help themselves. They yeah. just can't help them. No, I, I hear you. I, I just think even taking that stuff out of it for a minute, let, let's say both Bradbury, hypothetically, Bradbury and Slay are both free agents. Who do you think the Eagles would prioritize if that was the case? I think they prioritize Bradbury. Oh, there's no question. Oh, there's no question they prioritize Bradbury at this point. After what he just did this season, there's absolutely – that's a slam dunk that they would definitely pick Bradbury over Slay. There's you no think question so? about it. I guess. I don't know, man, because I, I, I think I think you look at their, their seasons, they're mirror opposites of, of each other. I mean, Slay balled the first half, and then Bradbury balled the second half. I don't know, Barrett. I think I think Bradbury was consistent all year, to be honest. I well, think he, out of, I think, yeah, I think he had a better level of consistency than Slay did. I think – no, I don't think Slate played necessarily bad. I think there's plays that stick out in everybody's mind, like the third and 30 play. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That play. I don't even blame uh, him. I mean, that's more on the on the kid than I blame him. Uh, you know, I didn't like the way he handled it. Well, we didn't like a lot of things that he did. We didn't. Um, and towards the end, I mean, he did point a lot of fingers. He's a, he's a finger pointer. I, he's the kind of guy, like, if he's your guy, you like him. If he's not, you hate him. I, yes, I, exactly. There, there you go. There you go. You know, there you go. Um, but I, I, either way, either way. I thought he was more accountable last year than he was this year. Yeah, last year he was more accountable. Like if, if he did something, he was like, "Damn!" Like he knew he knew he got his butt kicked. Yeah, Green Bay game. He knew he got it handed to him the Green Bay game. Yeah, and he stepped up and he's like, "Look, I, it was it's, it's on me. I did that. It's, it's it's on me." This year, I didn't think he did that a lot. I still thought he played well though. I mean, I still think he played well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, a lot better than we used. I think we got spoiled this year because they played so well in the beginning that they're towards the end, you know I mean? But people watch film too. People see what you need to do. And we and we had a lot of injuries that hurt us. Sure. Would would you classify Slay, did Slay was Slay a playmaker the last eight, nine games of the season? No, I can't no. say that. No. <laughs> nope. His last interception was uh, against Minnesota. What week what week was that? Week two. Wow. Yeah, it's a mm. long time ago. Um, all right, Dave Zingaro is going to join us from the Combine. So we'll get the latest from Dave, what he thinks about this stuff, what's going on there, what he's hearing, what the Eagles may prioritize in the draft, any updates on Jalen Hurts and the contract situation, what's going on with the tush push, all those kind of things. Uh, we will hit Dave up. and we'll, may, sh- Should we Should we ask him where, he, where he's eating? Should we ask him any any St. Elmo's? <laughs> oh, he better, oh, he better be a St. Elmo's. Okay, we'll find out. Not, wait, wait, you not home. there leading him to leading the, the, the horse to water, Gunner. He, you never know, man. You never know. I know. I yeah. know. Um, they need they need Yoda. They need you to to show them, you know, what they're what they're supposed to be doing there. Thank you, Sensei. All right, let's do this. Let's get a timeout. Come back. And Dave Zingara from NBC Sports Philadelphia joins us from the Combine. That's Barrett. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances can be a scary proposition. I'm right there in the front of the line. But I can say from personal experience that someone I trust with my finances is Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business. You're trying to set up your employee benefits. That's yet another resource that Jim can help you with. I know I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim. And I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give them a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You could also email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. 
the best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrogio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. Back, yes, Sports Take on this Friday. Jacob Sports YouTube Network, the gun, the Brooks R. Ellis. Joined by our next guest, does a phenomenal job covering the Eagles for NBC Sports Philadelphia and just flew in from the combine and boy, are his arms tired. Oh, geez. Is this thing on? I mean, this happened. That just doing? happened. What? <laughs> it, has, it has to be Friday. It has oh, to be Friday. Friday. Uh, Dave, uh, sorry for the bad joke, man. I, I I don't know. I don't know what came over me, but Dave Zingaro. Dave, welcome to the show, man. How are we doing? I'm all right, guys. How are you? Good to see first, you, First, let, let's get to the important stuff first. Did you get the St. Elmo's out there? Uh, Gunner was wondering. I don't really do the St. Elmo's thing. Ooh, what? Um, Whoa. It's, it's fine. It's a good restaurant. I mean... There's a lot of steak in Indy, and it's like the, I feel like it's the same restaurant like on every street. It's yeah. okay, it's fine. <laughs> What's your go-to? What what is your favorite spot there? I bounce around. I I try to go to some new places. I try to get out of the steakhouse game here and there. I feel like okay. it's just like a heavy meal and a busy week where you know. Uh, and I'll be honest. I think the shrimp cocktail is kind of overrated. From oh, Gunner. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. what, you, what you just said is sacrilegious. I just want <laughs> you to know. I have no respect for your food palate anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's like, it's, you know, it's, it's the experience of doing it. You got to do it once. Right. But you know, it's just, here's some shrimp drowning in horseradish. Basically. Damn. Yeah. Okay. The shrimp and the shrimp are big as, uh, is a meal by itself. Dude. The biggest shrimp I've ever seen. Jeez. It's Unless good. Got, Don't get me wrong. It's good, but it's not. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, let, let's uh, yeah. let's move off the food. Uh, Barrett, did you want to jump in on the on the food issue here? Yeah, because you didn't find the fine dining that's just two blocks from the stadium. I know White what you're saying. White Castle. White Castle. <laughs> you know what's funny? I uh, I passed the White uh, Castle, and I thought about just going in there to get some food and, and sending you a photo just to make you mad. <laughs> I didn't do it, though. He would have made his day. Uh, he would have made his day. But um, all right, so let, let's hit a couple things here, Dave. We haven't had a chance. It's funny how, how it wasn't that long ago, but it feels like forever ago. We talked to you a couple days before the Super Bowl. <clears throat> Since then, there's been a loss. There's been coordinators moving on. There's been – Shots fired with the Eagles players and Juju Smith-Schuster, et cetera, et cetera. But let's start with the uh, with the turnover here with the coordinators. Um, Johnson elevated. Desai gets the gig on the defensive side. Let's start with Desai. Were you surprised that they didn't stay in-house? And what's the future of Denard Wilson? Are you hearing anything? 
Yeah, uh, I'll start with Desai. Uh, not surprised he got the job. Uh, I've heard really good things about him. And normally, you know, when you're hiring, you think like you want to keep the same thing you hire internally. But this is keeping the same thing with an external hire in a lot of ways because, uh, the, you know, the Eagles really used a ton of those Vic Fangio principles in 2022. And that really isn't Denard Wilson's background. Like he, he was under Gannon last year but um he comes from a different coaching world he, he he was under Todd Bowles and Greg Williams and I think uh it would it would have been a different defense if he was at the controls where you know I think Nick Sirianni really likes a lot of what Gannon did and uh, I think he wants to keep a lot of that and I, I think Desai was the route to do that now uh it's not like Sean Desai doesn't have his own thoughts right like he's and the one year he was a defensive coordinator in Chicago it's tough to just look at that defense. I don't think that defense had the talent level. I thought they overperformed for the level of talent they had. And I've heard a lot of good things about Desai. As far as Denard Wilson, um, I think it will be tough for him to be back, uh, given that he got passed over for the job, given that his players um, were so vocal in their support for him. And I don't think it was just defensive backs. I think a lot of players in that building really like Denard and think he'd do a good job. I think he would, too. I mean, I think he's going to be a defensive coordinator one day. I don't know if if it makes – I don't know how tenable the situation is for him to be back this year. Well, is that like – is it? Do you, see, do you think it's like a deuce, a product like a deuce, what deuce did and, and how he was passed over so many times he just had to go and, and basically, you know, spring roots somewhere else? Yeah, a little bit. Um, the problem here is that it, the process is so late. You know, I'm yep. look, look, you know, coaching staffs can find a spot for a good coach they want. They'll just make up a title <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and bring him on. I don't know if we'll get it. You know, if he were to, to leave and go somewhere else, I don't know if it would be a defensive backs coach because a lot of those spots are already filled. And that's also the problem uh, with, you know, this whole process happening late is now it, Desai has to figure out who his linebackers coach is going to be. Mm-hmm. And he has to figure out uh, defensive backs if Denard isn't back. And, uh, you know, a lot of those good coaches already have jobs elsewhere. So uh, they can still do it. And I think Desai is going to have a big uh, – I think – I don't know if it will just be his decision, but I think he's going to have a lot of input there. Mm. Hey, Dave, Dave uh, for a lot of people who don't know, when we watch the combine on TV, it's all this access NFL network ESPN, but there are a lot more people who don't have that kind of access like them, you know, give a perspective of just how limited your access is to the combine in general. And by the same token, what you gain by being there. Yeah. It, that's a good question because so many people think of the combine and think of like the on-field drills yep. Uh, and and that, honestly, that's not even in my job there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm leaving as the the on field stuff begins. Uh, it's not why I'm there. You know, it, the, the the combine is not just a draft event; it's an NFL event, and it's uh, it's right. It's the closest event to free agency, and that's really mm-hmm. one of the biggest reasons reporters uh, who cover the NFL are there. Now, there are a lot of reporters who cover the draft specifically, or cover college, and and you know, they're talking to prospects and they're, they're worried about the on-field. And it's not that I'm not, but uh, I'm more worried about what the Eagles are going to do this offseason. So uh, talking to Howie Roseman, talking to Nick Sirianni, very valuable. Catching up with Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon, also 
mm-hmm. very valuable. Um, and then it, it's it's putting in the the work behind the scenes with relationships. It's um, getting some face time with uh, decision makers in the NFL, peripheral people. Uh, it, that's really why I go out there. Um, it, it's it's not as much about the college prospects, and I don't want to lose them completely because part of it is, but. To me, it's more about, from my perspective, it's about trying to figure out what the Eagles are going to do and and getting some time with those people who make those decisions. Hence, that's why they don't send me. They don't send me because I would be more focused on the draft prospects, what they can do, what they could bring to the team, as opposed to coaches and what agents are saying and all that type of stuff. Man, so you'd be sitting in White Castle for five hours. <laughs> Bro, there's only so many white cows you can eat. You got to go out there and do your job, man. You got to do your job. Man. Oh my God. You thought I was going to say, no, that's not it. But, yes, there is stuff, you know, that you can't get accomplished in Indianapolis. I just know that, you know, White Castles is a huge, huge thing there. So. <laughs> you got to fuel up is what yes, you're saying. If you're exactly. going to work as hard as Barrett would work, you, you got to get, you gotta oh, get some, some food in the tank. Exactly Can you right. imagine that? My whole, my whole oh, per diem will be White Castle. <laughs> company would actually be thrilled with that. You'd end up spending no, $15 for five days. I would put $75 on the White Castles yeah. in you, bro. You can believe oh, that each God. day. Uh, D- Dave, curious, uh, you know, Howie made a pretty – he didn't really play around like, hey, we're not going to be able to re-sign everybody. And it's not that we all didn't, you know, know that with the the volume of, of players. But what what is your, I don't know, sense of what direction they may be going here? Could, was there any kind of tell there for you that he's leaning more towards this or more towards that? Or is it just really up in the air right now? Who's going to be back and who isn't? Uh, I don't think it's completely up in the air. I think they're, they <laughs> clearly have some ideas in mind. Uh, I thought it was a preemptive strike from Howie in, in a way that like we all kind of know if you look if you're realistic and you look at the names that yeah you're gonna, you're not going to be able to bring all these guys back uh, but I, I think that was kind of a signal to from him to fans like hey like this is what it's going to be and we're going to lose some really talented players there's just no way around it I, you know I, I look at like which players are you going to prioritize I think CJ Gardner Johnson is near the top of the list. For a few reasons, one, because he is a young enough player that you can sign him for a long-term deal and, and have some confidence that he'll be the same player in the third year of that deal that he will be in the first, at least from a physical standpoint. And he's still ascending, presumably, as a safety after having played it one year. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk about the franchise tag with him. I get the sense that that's not likely. I, I think if he's back here, it's going to be on a long-term deal that they work out. Uh, now, sometimes... You know, the Eagles will go into an offseason with ideas in mind, with a plan in mind, but uh, then the market kind of dictates what they're able to do. And if these guys hit free agency, then it's less in the Eagles' control. And if the market for defensive tackles explodes and, and Javon Hargrave is at the forefront of that, well, then guess what? It's going to be a lot harder to keep him. And you also have to ask – and look, I think Hargrave is a really important player. Uh, getting interior pass rush in this league – in 2023 is massive it's so important and that's really kind of swung you know the edge rush for so long was the most important thing by far and and now getting interior rushers is really important but he's over 30 and you have to wonder about any possible decline if you sign into a major deal and i don't know where that's going to land uh I think if you're looking at which players are going to leave, I think Miles Sanders is very likely going to leave. Now I could see a scenario where he doesn't get a deal 
on the market and he's kind of just out there. Like once you get to free agency, it's less likely you're going to keep these guys. But the deeper you get into free agency, it slowly becomes more likely because if they're not getting the deal elsewhere that they think they deserve or that they think they're going to get, and then it becomes like, okay, if I have to take a cheap deal, I might as well take it in a place where I've already had success, a place where I'm comfortable and familiar. Uh, and that's the one area where I wouldn't completely expect Sanders to leave. I, I think he's going to be gone. I think we'll get a decent deal elsewhere, but if he's out there for a few weeks and there's just really nothing, then I think the Eagles would be opportunistic and, and welcome a player like him or, or some of these other guys, like, you know, if TJ Edwards doesn't get the deal elsewhere, I could see like mm. those types of players coming back. If they have to play somewhere for cheaper than they want, they might as well do it in Philly. Dave, I've Fletcher Cox will be back because of that. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the only way he comes back. Dave, I've, I've said that um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles decide they, they want to follow suit similar to what Kansas City did is get a lot younger on their defense. You already have redshirt freshmen waiting in a, in a wing in the Kobe Dean, Jordan Davis, so on and so forth. And because you had so many big-name players on that defense, you got to pay that quarterback. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson is your priority on defense to bring back. Um, you may have to get a lot younger in some positions, which means – a lot of the players that were considered just backup and bit players could be prominent players. And then, of course, you have four of the first 94 picks in the draft that you can build with as well. So that's not out of the realm of reality that this team would get a lot younger on that side of the ball. Yeah, younger and cheaper. Yes. Yep. Uh, because you look at – I think we're, you just look at the way things are on offense. They're not as in flux because they had these guys under contract, mm -hmm. whether it's A.J. Brown, uh we think soon to be Jalen Hurts with that massive deal. Lane Johnson, we think Kelsey will probably I, – I can't – I don't want to speak for him. I think he'll probably be back. You have Jordan Mailata on a big deal, Dallas Goddard. Like, so you have all these big contracts on the offensive side of the ball. You have to balance it out. And the way you do that is you get cheap talent on defense. Uh, and it's not like everyone's cheap. You still have Josh Sweat. You have Hassan Reddick. But uh, they're going to need young players on rookie deals to play big roles. It's that's the the change uh, when you pay the quarterback. When you have a quarterback yeah. on a rookie deal, you can spend that that cap money elsewhere. And we saw the Eagles do that really well this past season. But this is where the change begins, and you have to figure out a different way to construct the roster once your quarterback is making forty five plus mil a year. And there's just no other way to do it. So, uh, Nicobe Dean is one of the big ones because at least Jordan Davis played in in 2022 and he played well for a while there before that high ankle sprain uh, but nicobe barely played at all and and i think he's going to be a starter next year i don't really see a way around that because mm -hmm. even if you bring one of the other linebackers back well then nicobe is the other one who, who's likely in line dave let me ask you I'll, I'll get back to the combine stuff in a minute but I, the eagles doing all this sort of response to to juju smith schuster how do you think that that sits in the uh in the front office with the team, they look at it like it's nothing. How, how do you think they view it? Is it a big nothing burger? Is it something? Uh, the juju stuff is so silly to me. Yeah, um, it's childish. <laughs> it, it's very childish. And, you know, I think the Eagles would probably prefer for AJ Brown not to respond. Right. Like you don't yeah. want that. Yeah. Uh, I think they understand the frustration. It's this guy who's like not that good of a player. 
he doesn't even really make the play in the game. He just gets held. And now he's on social media talking garbage. Uh, I, I, it, they'd prefer not to, not to have A.J. Brown popping off. Uh, look, what Slay said wasn't as bad. I, I think Slay's someone who really tries to respect everyone as much as he can. Like, he's not a trash talker. He's He'll even, like, go the other way and really be complimentary of other players. So I think it, it kind of, like, offends his sensibilities a little bit to see a young player – talking crazy like like juju's been doing i don't even understand the the video oh yeah what is juju's video makes no sense what was that about it was it was just silly and i was like catching up someone's like did you see this and i was like yeah but i like i don't even you know well can you guys explain to me what the beijing china has to do with anything uh i can't no, I honestly, half the time I'm like, am I just too old to understand some of this stuff? Right. <laughs> I'm being real. But it, it was just like, it wasn't funny. It wasn't clever. It was just, and it went on forever. And that's a bad combination. What was the kidnapping about? What, yeah, what if you're going to be bad, be bad and be short. If you're going to yeah. be bad and long, ugh. It was very cringy. At least like the Valentine, which he clearly didn't make, he just posted it. At least yeah. that's like kind of funny. Yeah. You, yeah know? you can get at least what it is. Yeah. I had an awful moment in Indy this week. You mentioned being old. Um, Pat Devlin, our, our assignment desk guy, did me dirty. He's he sending this old photo of me for the combine. Like I, it's you know thirty pounds ago. I didn't have the beard, and uh, yeah, I'm walking right. through security, and the guy asks to see my pass, and I show it to him. He goes, "That doesn't look like you." Oh. <laughs> I, was, oh. I was like, "I'm oh, in." That's I don't like that I'm old enough to have a photo that doesn't look like me anymore. Yeah. And I was like, I don't really appreciate you bringing that up, sir. Like, it's really me. That made my day. That Man. just made my that just Dave, you just made my day. I don't believe you call me out like that as I'm walking. That's cold. That is cold. Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, hey, let me ask you this, Dave. When you were out there, you were intermingling with Howie, you know, did you bring up anything about him staying at pick number 10 or you think he's going to move it? With Howie, like, we don't even have to bring it up with him. He, he's, <laughs> he's, I'd be, the most shocking thing in this draft would be if they stay at 10 and 30 and, and take players. Right, no right, chance. right. They're not going to do it. And right. I, look, I, I think that's one of the things I appreciate about Howie's draft philosophy is it's not about getting the best players. It's about getting the best players and maximizing value throughout the draft. And I think that's a part of it where other GMs fall short. Uh, how he doesn't, he's always trying to, to squeeze every last drop out of the draft that he can. And it doesn't mean he's always going to hit on the, the actual players. We've seen that <laughs> plenty of times where he just picks the wrong guy. But I think their strategy of, of trying to maximize the value makes sense. And um, I, I, you can play out every scenario. Like they need mid round picks, right? They don't have anything, uh, in those four, four fifth, five six rounds, fourth, so, six. yeah, like it makes sense. Maybe they trade back out of the 30 pick and, and grab a fourth rounder, like that makes sense. But also, in the first round, if they're sitting there at 10 and four quarterbacks go in the top five picks, and you pit, take your pick, Tyree Wilson's there at seven or eight, would it shock anyone to see how no. we'd be like? And there are, there are examples of both cases, right? Like you think of Jordan Davis last year, traded up to get him. Andre Dillard in 19, he was there too long. They traded up to get him. So there are examples of them being uh, aggressive and going to get the player. But then there are also examples of them 
getting picks and trading back like we saw with uh, the 2018 draft. They traded almost similarly to where they are now. They had the 32nd pick then. They traded out of it uh, and eventually ended up with Dallas Goddard in the second round. So uh, we say it every year. like He could trade either of those picks in any direction. Yeah, no doubt. Would they be afraid, you think, of, of Jalen Carter and some of the stuff that's going on there at all, Dave? Would that scare them off? Um, it's I don't know if it would completely scare them off, but it's homework time. Yeah, uh, it's you got to figure out. You got to figure out if it, like how isolated is this one incident? Is there a a pattern of immaturity? Is there a pattern of you know has this guy been a problem at all? I, it's it's homework time for all, every team really who has a, a chance to get him because the talent's there. It's just you worry about it, this is a serious deal, and uh, I I don't know what's going to happen there. When you look at an elite talent like him, major universities do an impeccable job of hiding a lot of their transgressions, you know, and that makes that makes uh, uh, organizations have to dig that much deeper to try to find what they've hidden over the course of his co- college career. Uh, but going back to your other perspective a moment ago, what how he may or may not do in the first round, where, wherever they pick in the first round, would you agree or disagree that it's imperative? that that first pick is at a cornerback spot. We know Bradbury's not coming back through that door. Uh, they've got to restock the cupboard in that regard. And, again, going back to getting younger to get better, would you start at the cornerback spot if you were picking? Um, it's funny. I, I, I think there's a good chance you can get a good corner with that second first-round pick, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're going to focus on really the top three corners, I think. Kind of a consensus here mm-hmm. is that it's – it, in whichever order you want, Devin Witherspoon, mm-hmm. Christian Gonzalez, and Joey Porter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really like Cam Smith from South Carolina. Like I yeah. think he's a possibility. I know Ringo. The <laughs> he's going to be very polarizing. He's he's going to run tonight, and he's probably going to blow the doors off the place. But I don't know. Yes, he there, is. <laughs> there, but there's some inconsistency there that you wonder about. But the, yep. there are good corners. I think it's deeper too than people realize. Like I I, I think you can get a good corner in this draft in the first few rounds, but like in any position, you can really get one of the top ones. Like if Devin Witherspoon's there at 10, you don't hate that, right? Like he's right. a really good player, might be the best corner in the draft. And yeah, he is know, the best if, corner. depending on how the Eagles rank these guys, yeah, their top corner could be there at 10. We, I know the history. We know they haven't taken one in the first round since 2002, but I think there are reasons to do it. Uh, and one of those reasons is that cornerbacks last few years playing well as rookies. Yeah. This is a position where, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is a position where it used to be, it would take a while. Uh, and I think that the college ranks have really changed that receivers and corners are coming in the league now playing well off the bat. That didn't used to be the case, but we've seen like sauce Gardner last year, Patrick Sertan a couple years ago, uh, horn, like all these guys in recent years, these top 15 picks at the cornerback position, not, not all of them, but a lot of these guys are making impacts immediately. And that's got to be really intriguing for the Eagles. Dave, anything, any any whispers about Hertz situation, uh, you know, where that could be headed here um, in, in terms of uh, quickly, long-term, you know, if you're judging by what he said, where do you think that stands? Yeah, I I think they're trying to get it done. I think I don't don't think they're trying to hide that either. I mean, uh, they're on record basically saying, yeah, we want to get this deal done. 
Uh, I think there is a little bit of an incentive uh, to get it done quickly uh, because you're not working in a vacuum here. You have uh, two other big contracts coming down in the NFL with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, who, look, I don't know if that would set the floor necessarily if one of them goes first, but if there's a chance that sets the floor, you want to set the floor. You don't want to, you don't want the floor to be set for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you're also, I think they're realizing that it's going to be a lot of money. Like there's just, you can structure it differently. The guaranteed money matters, but it's going to be massive and they have no choice. Like even if, even if internally, and I'm not saying this, even if internally they were like, ah, he's not worth it. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, if he's the guy and he's the guy, you got to do it. If if, if um, Daniel Jones' camp is asking for average of forty five million a year, what the heck is Jalen Hurts worth then? What is his worth? You can ask for whatever you want to ask for. Yeah, <laughs> you know right. I mean? That's yeah, but the problem is, is these teams are giving these quarterbacks Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, stupid money. Well, that's mm-hmm. the problem right there. We're talking about. A, yes, it drives up top- the market. He's top three, top five ranked quarterback in the league right now. As we see it, as we just saw, second quarterback. He's the second. He was the second best quarterback on the field. Second best quarterback in the NFL on the Super Bowl Sunday. So you got to you got to pay him accordingly. So if you set that number, you've got a Rod at you know fifty million a year, 59. and then you have you know you got a guy like Patrick Mahomes who is the best quarterback making forty five a year. Does he make more than? Um, an old contract with Patrick Mahomes or the new contract with A-Rod? There lies it's, the problem. It's going to be huge. It, yeah. There's no way around it. Um, it's funny. It, the quarterback market has exploded in the last few years. It's like right. mm-hmm. you, you got to catch up because in your head you're like, yeah, quarterbacks make what, like 30 mil a year? No, that was that's long gone. I mean, it, you're, you're in the 40s. If you're a top-tier franchise quarterback, you're easily in the 40s and yep. – with Jalen, he's going to be pushing around 50, I think. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question about that mm. one, man. Uh, mm. That is for sure uh, when it comes to Jalen. Hey, do you think it'll happen this year? Do you think it'll happen in general, the uh, the tush push, which they're trying to eliminate here? And why? Why is it being eliminated? Yeah, it's, it's tough because I, I think there's definitely opposition <laughs> to the tush push. But I think I don't think it's all negative about it either. Like um, a bunch of coaches, very complimentary of the Eagles. I think the fear is that it's going to become this play that everyone does, and it's automatic. I don't think that's the case. I mean, I think the Eagles really were good at it, and it's not like a technique-less play. There's a lot of technique that goes into it. You have Absolutely. to do it just right. Uh, if, if I'll tell you this, if it if it doesn't get outlawed, other teams are going to try it. And they're not going to be as successful with it as the Eagles were. Yeah, they don't have a 600-pound squatting quarterback doing it. So that's the difference between what we're talking about, man. But, hey, Dave, am I going to see you later on? Are you working today, man? I'm not going in today. I'm exhausted. That's BS, bro. I don't blame you, Dave. (laughs) Don't don't go in, man. He's already mad at me, guys, because they're mad at me right now because I get my little vacation on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then he comes to me. He comes before he leaves to go to the combine last week. He said, "Hey, uh, what's going on, man? Where you going on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday?" I said, "Why you ask that? Why you know I'm leaving?" They got me working all three days. Uh, Dave's <laughs> in the hot seat. Dave's in the hot seat now. I'd say I'd see you next week, but I won't see you. 
leaving poor Dave behind, man. It's not right. <laughs> so he's like, you, you, I'm working too much when you leave, man. I was like, yeah. appreciate it, Dave. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Dave, yeah, basically, you know. the baton has been passed. I used to do that to Barrett all the time. Now he's doing it to you. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as that NFL schedule would come out, oh heck yes, he would have 15 yes, minutes man. later his list of days, making right. sure he gets the whole off week, the bye right. week off, and I Hit can't the West take Coast. off because I got to be there. That's right. I'm head to the West Coast. They like <laughs> clockwork. <laughs> My favorite was when I used to take off a week of training camp, and then I got away with that for like seven years, and then all of a yeah, sudden. How'd you do that, by the right, way? Right, right. I'm still trying to figure that out. Right. How do you take off I will, Everyone camp. else, the rule was if we, once camp starts till the end of football season, you can't take vacation days somehow. Unless it was the bye week. Unless it was bye week. Bye, okay. You know what but, I did one time, how crazy I am? I huh. I, we were during training camp. This was like three years ago. My buddy got married in Chicago. Uh, so I, after a training camp practice, went and showered at our old like office up on uh, Columbus is where he had a shower. So I went there, hopped in the shower, flew to Chicago, took an Uber to the, to the venue, out all night, went to the airport, flew home, went right to the Novacare complex for a training camp practice. Oh, he didn't oh. sleep, man. I, hey, I, I you need to talk to me. I never would have done that, bro. There's you no see, way you, you on God's green earth. No, I, I take that back. I have done that a couple of times when I would do uh, when I would do college football games. I had to be back before one o'clock. I'd do a game that night, and instead of going back to the hotel, I go straight to the airport, Oof. get on a plane, fly back, and have to be on the red eye back before. I, we were in a. It was a Cal Berkeley game. I had to be back for a one o'clock game. And it was a night game. And I would oh. drive straight from there, straight to the airport, jump on a plane, fly all the way back from Cali. And I couldn't sleep because I snore because I got sleep apnea. I snore, so I couldn't sleep. <laughs> or else I'd be waking everybody up or they'd be poking me or something. If they wake me, I'd be pissed off. So I would stay I would stay up oh, and gosh. then do the show and then pre and post game show. And then I'd finally get some rest. But you did it and you didn't have to do it like that, bro. You, 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 could, you could miss a day. At practice. I'll tell you what, that's a young man's game. The guy on my credential could get away with it. This guy <laughs> <laughs> couldn't do it anymore. I think Pat Dillon trying to imply we need this guy. <laughs> that's a great story right there, man. That's, that's a great funny. story. Oh, Dave, good stuff, man. Follow Dave D's and Garrow at NBCS and of course NBC Sports Philadelphia.com. You can check out all of Dave's work and uh Eagle Eye podcast with uh with our friend Ruben Frank. Dave, keep up the good work, man. We appreciate, appreciate it. You, bro. Appreciate you, Thanks, man. guys. See y'all. All right, Dave, all right, you got it. Yeah, Dave's and Gary, always good, good catching up with him. All right, let's get a let's get a timeout in here, and when we come back, guys, uh, we'll dig a little bit deeper into the Eagles, their success last year, how much of it was schedule-driven. Uh, we'll look ahead to 2023, who they play home, who they play away, and we'll look at how, how talented uh, the rosters are of the teams they're competing with in the NFC East. We'll do all that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right now it's time for me to tell you about ProAction restoration proaction restoration they are the folks that you reach out to if you have a home you have a business you have a property that you own and you go through the pain and inconvenience of water fire smoke mold damage they're on call 24 hours seven days a week to assist i could tell you this personally because it happened to me and happened on a saturday saturday morning called them i'm thinking man are they ever going to get out here am i looking at them coming out on a monday what am i going to do no boom they were right out took care of things cleaned it up crew was professional the price was right couldn't have been a better experience. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. And ProAction Restoration has been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. And they will work in conjunction with your insurance company also. 
So again, it could be water, it could be fire, it could be smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at proactionrestoration.com. That's proactionrestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday. That's Gunner. That's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis hanging out with you guys. Uh, what, what do you have for the weekend? What, what do we have planned? Derek, how about you? Anything interesting? Uh, let's see. Tonight, babysitting overnight, the 19-month and the and the, 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 the six-month-old. So that's going to be – no like, yeah. I'm going to feel like punch drunk tomorrow. I got gotcha. you. Uh, as for tomorrow, Sunday, mm-hmm. just doing like odd in, odds and ends stuff around the house, um, okay. you know, working on some small projects and stuff. So nothing, nothing major as of yet. 
All right, Barrett, anything with you? I am going to put in the radio in my truck, wire it up, getting back to the – I'm going to put a speaker box in the back. I got a speaker box I'm putting in the back. So I'm going to wire up my, tr- my, uh, my truck, and I'm going to put the carpet, new carpet down, put uh, new front seats in it. I got front seats, put, so put those in. So I'm going to do the interior of my truck today. I'm nice, uh, starting tonight, late tonight, and on Saturday and Sunday. Cool. Very cool. Awesome. I'm going to see uh, Joe Coughlin tonight perform. Nice. Our, our buddy Joe Coughlin. Yes. Nice. He's, he's doing Funny a fundraiser dude. for the uh, for the Upper Darby Police Department. So I'll go see. Go support Joe C. Man. Go. There see you him. go. There you should, go. Should, should, be, a good dude. should yeah. be a good time. Yeah. Uh, a little news here. Chip Kelly signs a contract extension with UCLA that runs through the 2027 season. So what? Chipper, Chipper is locked up, Barrett. Well, yo, UCLA had a pretty good season this he's year. Done, he's done. He's done. He's done well at UCLA. Yeah. They finished yeah. 21st. I mean, they were, you know, they weren't real good when he got there. So. No, they weren't. He's he's done a great job. He 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 maximized that quarterback's every single single ounce of his athletic talent, made him a good player. Kind of made him a cocky player too. I'm yeah, like, Dor- dude, you're Tom, not that Dorian good. Thompson Robinson is the guy you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, yep. he he he's he's way too cocky now. But you know, I didn't think he was good. Now you know, Chip got him thinking he's really good. Mm-hmm. Chip is yeah. right where he should be, bullying young, impressionable players and running yep. amok throughout the UCLA <laughs> athletic department staff, bullying those people. That dude probably has more clout than the AD at UCLA. Uh, I would I would concur. He yep. would not be in that situation if he didn't. You're right. Yeah. You know, so he's right he where wants he all be. that. He wants total power and control. Yeah. Yeah. He How found out that? real quick that grown men that get paid don't play that. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting, man. So, uh, yeah, the, and by the way, uh, the Eagles have reportedly met with Dorian Thompson Robinson. You know, that's the one of the guys they're looking at. I, I, I don't love him as an NFL player personally. Me neither. I, I, Me neither. Um, yeah, I'm not sure he projects it. I think they're doing a due diligence. Yeah, Just why not? Scouring the countryside, you know, as they always do, and they'll bring in 30 players. You're allowed to bring in 30 players to your, to work out at your facility. Right. They'll do that as well. Um, I think they're just covering a lot of the a lot of the areas because let's face it, you know, they got to fill a roster, mm-hmm. you, you know, and you, you got to get a feel. They they're one of the better best teams in the league in terms of knowing inside dirt on players, and, and I don't mean always yeah. negative stuff, but just knowing players inside and out to help them finalize decisions to see if they fit their culture for Man. this organization. Yeah, yeah, well said. Uh, well said all right so uh oh uh nolan smith i know some people were asking about him kid out of georgia uh d lineman six two two unreal yeah so he runs a four three nine forty and he's got a 41 and a half vertical <laughs> and he and he looks like he yeah you know, he was just chipped away like someone someone chipped his arms out of out of like stone like the guy is just dude, shredded freak. He should, and, and, he, and he and he has he has rushing capability he can he can pass rush mm-hmm. he's not a d end but he can be that three, four outside linebacker that the Eagles will probably need right now. Right. I mean, they, that's going to be what they're going to be. You the know, side plate, be, run, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what the side you know runs essentially, right? Right, right. So that 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 three four system is what he's going to do. He's going to fit perfectly in the system. But do they? They have two guys right now that they uh, drafted and and kind of like you know Patrick Johnson, Kyron Johnson. You know, so yeah. it fit kind of the same mold as that. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. don't run four threes. <laughs> no, that, this guy's yeah. <laughs> right. So that's a little a different freak. athletically. Yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I hear you. Um, all right, so a couple things. Um, 
you know, a lot was attributed, a lot, not a lot. Some of the success the Eagles had last year by some was attributed to the schedule that they had. Um, I, I thought that was a little overblown, but if I'm being honest, they didn't play the toughest schedule. That's for sure. If you, if you look back at what they had last year, you know, Detroit, it's funny because Detroit turned out to be a lot better than we thought. Right. But they, exactly. you know, they, they come out with Detroit. Uh, then they go Vikings playoff team, Washington, who, you know, was okay. Weren't terrible. Jacksonville turned out to be a playoff team, even though they weren't the same team that early. Uh, Arizona, bad Dallas playoff team, Steelers middling, right? Houston, bad. <clears throat> As we mentioned, Washington again, Colts, bad green Bay down for sure. Tennessee down for sure. Giants much improved. And you got them twice. Uh, Bears bad. Dallas again. New Orleans not good. And then the Giants again. It's an eh, in my opinion. It's an eh kind of schedule. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what they have this year, I'll, ju- I'll just give you, we don't know exactly how, how the schedule breaks down, but we know who they play at home and on the road. Mm. So here's what they have uh, on the uh, at home. The usual suspects, Cowboys, Giants, Washington. We know that. Arizona, San Francisco, Buffalo, Miami, Minnesota. That's not a cakewalk there. Uh, San Fran, Buffalo, Miami, Minnesota is no cakewalk, right? That's no, that's a, that's, that's a firing unit. That's firing squad. That's what yep. that is. Road, Dallas, New York, Washington. Then you got to go to New England, who's now going to have Bill O'Brien, not the Joe Judge, Matt mm-hmm. Patricia nonsense. Jets, who if they get a quarterback, are – you know, I, I think real dangerous personally. Seattle, playoff team. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs. Uh, Tampa Bay should be down. Rams should be down. That's a that's a tough schedule, man. That's not easy. At least right now. We you never know yeah. what could happen, but right now that's the way it looks. Much tougher than the 2022 schedule on paper, yep. you know, yep. and there's still at roster holes that have to be filled. Um, but when you just look at the the competition level, much different co- competition across the board than what they had to go through uh, this past season. And, and we're going to see because the Eagles have some growing pains. When I say growing pains, I mean holes to fill also. You know, the best thing about all the competition they're going to face this year is that that offense basically is intact. That's the big key is the fact that that offense can score – 27 points but can the defense keep the opposition from scoring 27 28 points that's, that's a huge factor yeah that's isn't that the thing though Derek you're right yeah. I mean I, I I go in with utter confidence the offense is yeah. going to look the same or better which is yep. saying something from how good this yep. offense was but I don't know right now defensively I don't know it, it, it how can you know right now you can't and I, and I do believe Howard's going to have his fair share of one more uh, again one-year contracts uh, low tier veterans come in trying to approve it contracts once a, once the dust settles and, and I don't know if they'll just jump on everybody they need to jump on in 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 March April or May they may do what they did last year they may wait and see what they need and you may get a shocker deal again once the numbers all add up including Jalen they may shock you again in training camp they may shock you again during the regular season next year mm-hmm. you know but um, I think it's going to look a lot different on defense than what we just saw in 22. You make a good point. Uh, Howie is not afraid to work late. He's not afraid no, to let no. this get close to the regular season, feel it out a little bit. Okay, I, I don't love this. I'm going to make a move here. And that and that's great right. to me. I, that's right. great. GM. Absolutely. Your job's I mean, yeah. not once the draft ends. You know, there's a lot, lot of the season left. 
look at all the guys he signed after the draft. You know, that's when he got, you know, the cornerback. Um, that's when he got, um, uh, what's his name? Um, opposite of Slay. Yeah. Bradbury. Bradbury. He got Bradbury then. Um, you know, the two guys he got to stop the run. You know, he, he he's he's good at looking and listening yeah. to his to his coaches. And and then that used that used to be something that he didn't do well. He used to think he was the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. He was yeah. the smartest cap guy in the room, but you know, right. his coaches know what they want. And he would ask them, What do you need, coach? And that's that's you know, that's that's I think that's the biggest difference from Howie um, now versus we saw, you know, seven, eight years ago. He he's he's invested into listening to people and understanding that they have their their ultimate goal is is to win a championship, and he's going to bring in whatever they need to do that, whatever it takes to do that. So I mean, I I love the way you know things are working out internally with how they're picking guys, how they're bringing in guys, you know, and that, that whole process of them doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm with you. I, I, I love it. I, I love the, I love the, Dave talked about it, the aggressive approach that Howie always takes. I, I, you're going to miss sometimes when that's the case. That's just mm-hmm. the nature of the business, nature of the beast. Um, that's going to end up happening, but for, for sure, I think that's the case, but make no mistake. This is tougher. You know, this yes. is tougher, this schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, because you if you think about money. It, yeah, I mean, if San Fran gets their quarterback thing, right. You know they're 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 the team I think to beat in the NFC for sure. You know along with the Eagles, they're right they're they're the team I look at. Um, Buffalo's got a lot to prove this year. I'm just looking at the home games. Buffalo's got a ton to prove this year. Miami, I don't know how it's going to look with Tua, but I know there's talent there, and you're dealing with a couple of beast wide receivers. Okay, no matter who's throwing them the ball. Mm-hmm. Then you go on the road and you got to deal with you know po- possibly Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, uh, Kansas City again there. And then Seattle, it's never easy playing them at Seattle. Even if Seattle's not great, that's not an easy place to play. You no, know that's that. the Giants. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then, you know, and then New England. Like, they're another team that's just – it's never easy to take them on. They got an office coordinator now, too. They do, yeah. Bill O'Brien, For I know people. some people don't like him, but the guy – I think he's a good offensive coordinator. I do, too. Definitely. 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 You know? Really good. Not a head coach, but he's a great coordinator. Yeah, yeah. he is. And um, if anybody you know, can turn Matt Jones around, it's him. Yeah, so you look at it, you know, that's not easy. They say it's what it's, it's the, the the second um the second best schedule in the NFL. Second toughest. Yep. Second toughest. So even even going back to Kansas City, you know, there's a lot of these games that have a little more meaning than they would have last year. Right. The Kansas City game, you know, all that stuff right there will have a little bit of a of a of a chip on their shoulder, you know, with with like that, you know. Let's believe the 49ers will come in wanting to whoop our tail. And we're gonna to want to go in and whoop Kansas City's tail. I mean, all that stuff like that. I mean, Dallas is we we always got a chip on our shoulder against Dallas, but a couple of these games have a little more meaning than they usually do with how this season, um, you know, came to an end. Mm-hmm. You know, all the stuff like that. So you know, those meaningful games, you don't have to wait. You don't have to worry about them getting up. This is gonna be a great season because there's so many guys on this on this um, on 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 our schedule. That have meaning with it, and that you know you want to you want to beat them, you want to beat them down. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it goes a little bit deeper. Uh, yeah, just the that, absolutely. So look, let's look at the division real quick here. Um, you know, Dallas talent. There's no doubt, no denying that's a talented team. But Dak, you know, kind of lost his mind last year with the turnovers. Mike McCarthy's now calling plays, and he said it's going to be good for Dak that he's calling plays. 
<laughs> Tony Pollard's status is up in the air. Uh, <laughs> Why you laughing, guy? Yeah, Mike McCarthy calling plays. <laughs> I can't wait to see this. <laughs> I can't wait I to see you. this. I'm loving it too. Great. Give him more oh, power. My goodness. But uh Thank you don't you, know Jerry. <laughs> you don't know about Tony Pollard. We don't free agent injury. Uh and there's still Jerry. Jerry, you know, the puppeteer, you know, getting his hands all over everything. So I don't know. I guess it's complicated a little bit with Dallas, is the way I look at it. Well, they have 24 free potential free agents. Jeez. Um, and, and, and a, a lot of them are starters. Pollard, Vander Esch, Dante Fowler, Anthony Barr, Donovan Wilson, Jonathan Hankins, Noah Brown, Cooper Rush, who was a backup, had to play significant downs for him, and Connor McGovern, their Pro Bowl guard. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just scratching the surface. Is Dalton Schultz? So, I, is he? I, is and he Schultz is on that also. He's a good he's tight end. Yes, he is. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna um, franchise tag him. Okay. Because it's, it's not a lot of money when you do that. When you franchise tag tight ends, tight end, tight end is like eleven point three million. Yeah, it's it's not yeah. as bad as running backs, but it's it's not. It's still it's yeah. pretty cheap. You know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. And that dude, that dude's a good player. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He, in fact, he opened that offense up for him. Yeah. I think you know, Evan Ingram's will be tagged for eleven point three four something like yeah, that. Yeah, Jags yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're right. And when you stack up all the numbers, but you know, we talk about the the issues the Eagles have just filling gaps on one side of the ball. This team has to fill gaps on both sides of the ball. And I mean, big right. gaps, you know, right. um, and I don't know how they're going to do it. Cause you know, they're paying their quarter, they're paying their quarterback. They pay CD lamb, right. you know, um, the cap does help a little bit, but if you want to get back to double digits wins again, like you've had the last couple of years, you got to pay to play. Now, Jerry, Jerry, doesn't, Jerry's not bashful about spending money. Doesn't always spend the money correctly. Right. It's not bashful about spending money. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, no question. All right, then then you jump to Washington. And I'll say the same thing I said about Dallas. I think there's a, there's a good amount of talent on the roster, but first of all, you don't have a quarterback. You know, I and I, you know, maybe Sam Howell develops and you know whatever. I we talked about this the other day amongst ourselves, but Rivera kind of clarified the statement that Sam Howell is our starter. Right. Basically, Sam Howell's the starter right now. And yes. know, we don't, he, he didn't really commit to him that heavily. Let's be real. So we'll see what happens at quarterback with them. I think that's where you start with this. Um, I think they have pretty good receivers and, and, you know, there's, there's some guys who really stood out last year. And I thought uh, the kid Dotson from the Penn state kid had a nice year for them when he was healthy and they have other receivers that are good McLaren, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, really for them, I think in a lot of ways, once you get past their defensive line is where they have some issues. And I think that's mm. where that team, other than quarterback, have to improve uh, for sure. And, and again, like we talk about with Jerry, they have the worst guy owning a team that you could have. There's always <laughs> nonsense. There's always nonsense. There's, it, you can't escape it with this guy. Right. Snyder's right. the worst. He, he I, I just don't understand how he still has a team, man. With everything that they've been, I mean, we're talking about three or you no know, four, four or five years ago, you know, the big investigation, everything. He's getting coaches outside of his organization fired. Yeah. And how does he still have his team when that stuff this like that happens? This dude is the Teflon Don. He gets – I is, mean, bro. he survives. You talk about a cat. He's got way more than nine lives, this dude. Well, I think Gruden won his case against him and against the NFL for that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He sued him for millions and millions of dollars, man. It's a joke. I mean, how does, he, how does Gruden lose his job? And he still gets to keep the team. I'm telling you, man, this cat has dirt 
like I, I, I'll you can never convince convince me otherwise that he is just by merit survived all of this stuff. I just don't believe it. He he, he shot down mm. Bezos. Did you see that thing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? How dumb can you be? It's incredible. It's incredible. I, why would you not? Why would you not want to get out of town on the fastest train possible? Considering the dark umbrella your org, your franchise is under right now, let that be somebody else's problem. Right. I mean, if I mean, the league's still going to come after here for past transgressions, but in terms of being under that umbrella, man, you make a boatload of money and get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah, man, what? go sit on an island somewhere and do you your buy an island. Buy there. Buy an, man, what? He can already buy an island. It's not about money with him. He wants to be that dude, man. He's just so arrogant that he's not going to let anybody dictate to him what he can do and what he has to do. Uh, that's you know exactly. You're right, Barrett. It's an ego thing. It, yeah, that's it has all nothing it to do with money. He, man, he know he can sell that team right now yep. for six billion dollars. Not million, but billion dollars right now. Yep. But he just saying, look, I want to be an ass, and I'm going to sit here and that's I'm just going to do what I want to do. You can't tell me or force me out of anything. Yeah. Look, my You're, wife can't even force me out of anything, yeah. let alone you. It's the same reason he dug in on the Redskin name. Right. He just wasn't going to give it up because people were. He felt like people were strong arming him. He finally yep. had to, but yeah, it's the same thing. No, it, um, it took him. What, it took him six, seven years to, to consider it. To finally, yeah, to finally give in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. Uh, you know, here's here's where I'm at with the Giants. Giants are. I look at them a little bit differently. The roster isn't as talented. I think they're very well coached. Yes. But I don't know that Daniel Jones is capable of the leap into the elite or or very good category rather than, hey, this was a nice story this year. And they got to sign Saquon and they got to get receivers. You know, I, I think the Giants have their work cut out. I think they have a nice foundation with the coach and the GM, but they have a long way to go with personnel through the Giants. They have uh they don't have a quarterback and they're about to pay a quarterback, what two hundred million? Yeah, in the forties probably. Right, probably for, in the high thirties or forties he's going to get he's, for somebody they didn't even let him throw for half the season. Right, they didn't right. Even let him throw. They didn't trust his abilities. You know what I mean? So now you're going to pay this guy that much money? That's why mm-hmm. I said they better not come anything lower than 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 49 48 million dollars for uh Jalen Hurts you know just because of what guys are signing with man it's it's, it's nothing right now for a team to sign a quarterback for 50 million dollars yeah. we see it all too often now 50 yeah, million like, is like the going rate there's no way around this it's going to be right around 50 right it's just, i don't and the eagles look the eagles know all this they they know it but i mean the question is how do you do it where it's not just debilitating for you to be able to do other things. And that's where the genius of Howie comes in with, with, with in terms of the cap manipulation. That's absolutely what it is, you know. So that's yeah. why uh even this 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 Commanders team, they won't be good cuz they don't have a quarterback right now. Um and neither will the Giants. They don't have a quarterback. I'm I watched I, you know, I went back and after we talked about see, he said what he said with far as Sam Howell being his quarterback. I went back and looked at highlights of him in college and He's a lesser version of Baker Mayfield, a lesser version of Baker Mayfield. Lesser. Mm. So I, I don't I don't see what they saw. Not as him. small though, right? I mean he's got better yes. size. He's a big dude. Yes, he's yeah. a big dude. Yeah. He's not as fast as Mayfield, though. He didn't the, have a better arm than Mayfield. The the only thing with him that would that I, I he had a really I think he only did he play three or four years. I, maybe it was three. I don't know. He, 
his his last whatever the last year he had at Carolina, he did he did lose a lot the previous season. In fairness yep. to him, he did. Uh, but I hear you. I, I don't like. I, I think they're just in a bad spot. They don't trust Heineke to be a full time starter. They think yep. he's you know whatever he is. They they obviously got rid of Wentz, and then they're that's what they're, they're kind of where they're left. I wonder if they're sort of under the radar right now to sneakily get one of these guys who's available. These quarterbacks, we don't hear anything about them. Have we? Have we heard them involved in in no. Derek Carr? You know no. whatever. No, any they're of that still stuff? they're still looking to wound some Carson. Yeah, it's true. They're still looking to wound some Carson. Man, you you can't. That's one thing you can't do. You can't make the same mistake twice, man. Um, no. And any teams that signs Carson, and if they sign him as a starter, I'd have to question their sanity. Oh God, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can see him coming in competing, but as you know, give him the starting job. I I can't see that. I can't see that. Man. Well, at least R- R- Rivera was smart enough to say recently at the combine is that we're not saying Howell is going to be our starting quarterback. We're just saying he's at the top of the roster to compete right now. QB yep. number one. Yep. Yes. That's, yep. a, that's all they have right now. Now, but like whether, you said, like uh, you said, though, D Gun, what he should have said that from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> well, said whenever I said to you guys, I'm like, oh, hey, right. Okay. <laughs> well, I, when I my reaction was, Wentz is gone as soon as he said right. that. But that was, yeah. I yeah. mean, if I'm Terry McLaurin and and, and, and uh, Jahan Dotson, I'm like, hold up, man. Yeah, Sam Howell ain't, ain't our starting quarterback. There's no way. No, come on, you're joking, right? Come on, that's why I think they're just they're kind of laying low a little. I think something they might do something. Maybe they well, try to get up in the draft. I guarantee you, enemy is scouring the free agent market right now, looking at a quarterback that could fit what he wants to implement. Right, and it's got and it's got could be. They may draft a, a quarterback to develop. I doubt if they would waste a first round pick on it because they need some some pieces in, in other areas. Um, but they're going to draft a quarterback and try to develop, and they're going to try to find that diamond in a rough. But to, to go forward with what you have right now to compete in the NFC East, if you're going to compete with Dallas and, and the Eagles, you need somebody who's been around the block a few times. Now, the options out there, I don't think – and I, like I said, I don't think it's going to be Derek Carr. I don't think it's obviously not Rodgers. But they're, they're going to find a quarterback that fits the enemy system who can maintain it. Because we, we agree they have the defensive pieces. They have the offensive weapons. The two save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. things they need is to tighten up that offensive line and a quarterback so i and think there's some mid-level mid-level qb out there they're in that tough spot to, they're 16 is where they're picking like you're not gonna be able yes. to get one of those yes. the, the no. top tier quarterbacks no. not unless nope. you trade up not, yeah. there's no way and right. even with that said do you want to throw a rookie in there with the with the wealth of talent you have a wide receiver oh. see you're, you're ready to try to make a move now you don't want a guy to go through growing pains right out the gate and gets better as the year goes on because you're going to put yourself nine right. times out of 10, you're going to put yourself out of playoff contention by mid season with, with the rookie flat out rookie. Look at what, what Pickett had to go through. The Steelers had to go through with Pickett. He'd mm-hmm. start, they bench him. He'd start, they bench him. They got better at the end. 
They finished nine and eight, but had Pickett been better sooner than later, they'd have been a playoff team. They'd have yeah, been a low tier playoff. He came team. on, yeah. There's he no came doubt. on, but no. you don't want that with Washington. If I'm if I'm that off, whoever runs that off show, I'm thinking, how do we get closer to the Eagles and Dallas? How do right. we get closer? We got to right. have somebody. If the enemy system is exactly what Andy Reid ran, we just need somebody to manage what we have. That's all that, that doesn't turn the ball over like Carson Wentzless. <laughs> Wentzless? <laughs> Wentzless. Okay. Go back from whence you came. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> I hadn't heard I haven't heard that one before, but all right. Oh, bro. I mean, is is and but you know, you can't blame anybody but himself. You know, nobody nobody gets on Carson because of he's just getting picked on. Oh, all right, Barry, I, I want both you guys. Simple question regarding Carson. And I don't want to we don't we're not gonna spend a lot of time on it. Do you think, as we sit here right now, he's been traded and cut, traded twice and cut in the last two years? Is he humbled at all? Will will this serve as any kind of wake-up call? Honestly, all kidding aside, do you think there's some level where it's penetrated him where he realizes maybe I am the problem, maybe it's not everybody else, or whatever whatever he thought it was? Do you guys nope. honestly think that that, that – Nope. No. Okay. Nope. You no, absolutely not. But when we discussed this, I believe it was last week, would he continue his career? I think he will still stay on and play somewhere, even in a backup role, to make that money. I believe that at this stage, stage he's still a young man. I still I think though. I, I do. Because it's contrary, it's contrary to who he is. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like his, you know, he, he has strong belief, not just in you know his faith. Yeah. But he has strong beliefs in who he is, and there's nothing wrong with him. And that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, he doesn't think that he needs to change because nothing wrong with him. It's the world around him picking on him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I truly believe that's what it is. Yeah. So when you say that, is he going to learn from it? He's already learned from it. You know what I'm saying? He's he he already knows that uh his belief in himself and and his belief that people aren't treating him right is the reason why he he's played the way he's played. He's his glass is already full, so he's not open to bring in information that can help him out. Right. How you, you, you can't go into a system where you're saying, All right, you get into a whole new offense, like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Um you got to, you know, on this read right here, you got to throw it to this guy. Well, that's not what I would have done. Instead of saying, okay, let me hear what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Well, I would have thought this. Right. His belief in himself, yeah, well, I'm thinking this is the right way. I think you're both right. I, I, I don't know that he'll continue to play as a backup. I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of 50-50 on that. But I don't think, I don't think any of this got across to him. I, I feel like he's, I'm sure he's got some kind of rationalization justification i i feel like too with him I, I hate to always draw the simmons analogy but i i feel like he's got people around him they're like yeah you're right carson there's nobody to like right. him. Dude, wake up right. Like, you know, right so the the only place he could go <clears throat> and have any significance would be a houston he can't go back through that door at indianapolis anymore no. um you look up and you look up maybe carolina uh, maybe maybe carolina there's only two teams, that, if you really look at it, where he has a potential chance to change his image and to possibly get one final shot. 
But I think at 30 years of age, he won't be 31 until December. I think he's one of those players, hey, I still got a lot of football left in me. Um, and I think – I don't think as arrogant as he has been, I don't think he would mind being a journeyman. He, now he's already made his big money in two contracts. But <clears throat> to be a quarterback who can make five, six, seven million as a backup somewhere, I don't think he'd pass that up, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I, I can't believe that because I, I, I don't think he could humble himself to be thought of as a backup quarterback. To him, he's still a, True. a, a, a starting quarterback. True. So why would he go back? He's made all this money. He's made more money True. than he really needs. And, and you know, and he has a setup where he likes to do. Like he's bought all kind of land in Jersey. He's bought all land where he's from. And what he's like, yeah, like he's gonna open ranches, so you can hunting ranches and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I don't know that's to be true, but I believe that's what he he wants to do. He wants yeah. to do. He wants to live off the, the fat of the land, you know, and hunt. And I mean, he love, he enjoys that stuff, you know. Just like I enjoy working on cars, yeah, and yeah. white castles. He likes, you know, hunting and all that type of stuff, you know. Oh, look, Big Seals. Look, Big Seals says, don't be surprised if he goes to Tampa Bay. I didn't even think about that one. Well, I, hmm. I think Tampa's possible. I think, and good good point by Fitness Rebel, too. You can't say he hasn't been humbled, expecting to be a backup. No way. I, I, I hear I hear her with that. Yeah, Dan, look, Dan, they, they absolutely, they need a quarterback, right? I mean, the worst way, they need a quarterback. But if you're foolish enough on that staff to think that you're going to fix this guy, God bless you. Because it ain't that he <laughs> is who he is, man. Todd Bowles coaching Carson Wentz. Woof. Hmm. Bowles is a no nonsense kind of guy. Um, I don't know about that one. Yeah, yeah, gonna be interesting. Uh, well, they have a new, new new offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich, is not there anymore. Right. Um, there's the cautious tale too. You know, he could have had that Jags job before Doug took it, and didn't. Yeah, and now he's yeah. out of football altogether. Yeah. yeah. So as much as we look at some of these spots and say, why would that guy take that job? Well, right. That's why. Um, all right. Let's come back. Uh, we'll sneak in some Sixers and last night's brutal loss. So we'll get into that when we come back to two o'clock NFL segment, some combine stuff, some NFL stuff. We'll jump around a little bit. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk now about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced licensed and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. They serve Southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and Northern Delaware. Flynn tree services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now keep in mind, got a little low in the weather right now. It's a great time to have your trees evaluated before some of the heavy stuff hits as we close out the winter here, you can go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or you could go to FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit at pond lee hockey we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients and we're confident we can do the same for you with over 250 years of combined courtroom experience 
We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs, and then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Friday. Uh, guys, let's hit a little Sixers here. Uh, then we got a bunch of NFL stuff to get to at 2 o'clock. So they lose last night to uh, the Mavericks, 133-126. It was really a game of runs. Like if you were just a if you were just sitting back looking to be entertained in the first half, it was entertaining. Like there was very little defense played, but the Absolutely four, was. Yep. Yeah, the four stars came to, to play early Harden and Kyrie Irving and Luca all were on full display, man, just, just doing their thing and, and, and showing what great players they were. So it was, it was really like, like a tennis, you're like heads going like, man, this is back and forth. Crazy. Great first half. Um, third quarter, Dallas jumped all over the Sixers. I mean, just bludgeoned them to start that third quarter. Sixers gave up 38 points in the third quarter alone, 38. Okay. So Dallas came out and did whatever they wanted in, in that quarter. The Sixers go on a crazy run. They score the first 15 points of the fourth quarter. All of a sudden, they're right back in it when some people may have said this game's over and, and turned it off. Same thing at the end of the game, by the way. Dallas got up at, what was it, eight or nine with like two minutes left. You thought it was over, and the Sixers yeah, had to run then. They went back up 122 to 108. You're right. And you, you right. thought it was over. Yeah. And here come the Sixers again. I mean, but – in that third quarter, Dallas hit 13 of 20 shots. 13 of 20. Brutal. It was raining threes, man. I'm just saying, and you're right. 
as, as much as gut wrenching as it was, Rob, I'm sitting back in the third quarter. I'm like, I don't believe this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe this. I, I, and it just kept raining threes. And then Kyrie hits a three from almost half court. Right. He came down, drip, stop, shoot, gone. Just, and I'm thinking, once once Dallas went on that run, I'm thinking, man, this could be ugly at the end. And I was shocked the Sixers came out and tightened up the D momentarily, got some turnovers, and they went back to playing Matador defense again. Here's the problem, too. I, I and I get it. I know how great Luca and Kyrie are. I understand that. But the Sixers going into the game, we're giving up the third fewest points in basketball, 110 points per game is what the Sixers were allowing. To give up a buck 33 and to let them shoot 55% from the floor and uh, and 52 from three is inexcusable. I don't care that Luka and Kyrie are out there. Dallas somehow lost four or five going into that game. So somebody figured it out to some extent. That's That can't happen, man. You're going to be Bro, playing great players in the playoffs. Here's what's Come even on. more demoralizing. The Sixers shot 57.7% from the field. Yeah. And lose and lose. Yeah. No, but the, the the most demoralizing thing is how both Kyrie and um, you know anybody else could just you could you would just dribble you could just dribble inside the, the paint and, yeah. and, and, and nobody want. nobody even stopped anybody. No. Nope. no. And nobody defensive rebound. Nobody. No, well, that, they're a terrible rebounding team, Barrett. Section neither field. neither side though the, the Mavericks either. Yeah. They didn't rebound either. They had was so many second cha- uh, second chance points where somebody just miss and get their own rebound and put it back in. Mm-hmm. It was disturbing, man. I'm like, you know, even if they were win this game, I I wouldn't even I wouldn't even brag or anything about this game, bro. Mm-hmm. It was the worst game I saw as far as a defensive effort and a rebounding effort. Terrible, terrible, really disappointing, man. It really was, and I, I know a lot of people will say, hey, it's. It, Look who we're going against. Okay, well, what are they going to do in the playoffs? Or or tomorrow, by the way, when they're playing Milwaukee and Giannis and and those guys. Guess what? You have to contain. You can't let those guys destroy you like they did last night. Milwaukee averages putting up 43s a game. 40. (sighs) And one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league. What do you think they're going to do? If I'm Milwaukee, and on top of that, Milwaukee has two days off before they have to play the Sixers. Mm -hmm. I'm studying the film. Hey man, look! They just let guys just stand around the perimeter and shoot. Mm-hmm. And, and Milwaukee has at least seven guys that will pull up and bust threes. But it's not that D-Gun. I The game last what was most disappointing last night was how easily people got in the paint and were shooting, bro. Yeah. I mean, there was no defense. You could just walk into the paint and and and, and do what you wanted to do. I mean, it, you you when you look at Embiid and Harden. They're 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 two on two, you know, pick and roll. Nobody could stop that. Nobody could stop, it, and nobody tried to stop. It. No, but no. on the other side, there nobody stopped uh, Luca, and, and, and nobody stopped Kyrie. Kyrie from driving no. to the basket. No, no. come no. on, man, it was ridiculous. And and, and, and you know, much as we applaud applaud James Harden, James Harden had six turnovers, two two costly turnovers in the fourth oh. quarter. He's oh. driving from the top of the key, flips one back over the back of his head, thinking somebody's standing behind him. And Doncic is standing right there, picks it off, three-on-two break, bucket. So bad. With a, lazy, a lazy bounce pass, yep. pick off fast break, bucket. I'm like, come on, man. You're, you're a 95-year vet. 
Yeah. And you're making plays like he this? He said a 95-year vet. Derek, on, you are right on. on they, they were two of the worst, and they were killers in, in the in the spot in the game where they happened, too. Just killers. And, you know, and Reggie Miller, who was doing the game for, for TNT, he said, flat out, that's a lazy pass. Yes. You know, and, and it was. It was absolutely 100% a lazy pass. You're right. He, it felt like – I'm going to look at the numbers while, we, while we're – okay, he had six turnovers. It felt like Harden had 10 last night, and he only had six. Not that that's good. But it, they were bad. They were really, really bad turnovers last night. It was uh, – I, they frustrate me. I'll be honest with you, man, as a team. They are just a frustrating kind of team. And I didn't even get into it last night with you guys because you guys were texting back and forth. There was no way I wanted – because you know what I felt like? I felt like this was a um, this was an all-star game. That's the it way was, I felt. The lack of yeah. defense. Yeah. yeah, the lack, lack of, of defense, defense had me thinking it was an all-star game. Yeah. I mean, they were, you know, dribbling, dribbling around, yes. dribbling through each other's legs. And, yep. I mean, it, man, it was just horrible, man. Horrible. The thing, and thing is, they're going to play a Bucs team that can not only shoot, but the Bucs are one of the better defensive teams. You know, they play to the perimeter. They play to paint. They're going to make you work for your shot. You, yeah, you, and, they're a big, and they're a big team, too. Yes. They're not a fast team. They're a big team. Yeah. Yes. You know, and, and they're going to make you work for your shots. And if they hit, if they, if they hit 26 threes on the 76ers, it won't be oh. close. I'm telling you, man, Derek. it won't be like last night's game. Yeah. Derek, the uh, mere fact that they shoot that many threes. And yes. even if they miss the rebound, yes. They're not gonna the, the, the Sixers no. aren't gonna rebound and they'll be able to get their own rebound because they're bigger and, and 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 put it back up. Yeah. So that's yeah. the bad thing. When you shoot yeah. threes and then you still get the rebound, yeah, that's when it really hurts you. Bro. Giannis is gonna be a problem on that offensive glass. Oh, I can tell you man. that right now. Oh man. Um go back to last night for a minute. Yeah, that game was closer than it should have been because, as I told you guys in the pregame show, there were four instances, and I took my eye off the game periodically. But there were four definitive instances. As fast as Dallas was moving the ball around the perimeter, trying to get the open three, they had dudes underneath that could have slammed three. There were four times, but three they could have slammed. They kicked it back out. Beyond yep. arguing, I'm thinking, why did just turn and slam it down, kick the two? It, it, it shouldn't have been a seven point game, to be honest with you. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Here's the, something else that's becoming, and I will get to a positive in a minute, but something else that's becoming a problem. You know, you got 12 points out of Melton, which is which is good. Other than that, your bench gave you 10 points last night. Yes. Oh. Uh, you know, McDaniel's get you six. Uh, B-ball Paul had two, and and uh, Shake had two. Paul. Your boy Shake and Deang, we need them, man. Yeah. We need Shake and Deang to get it going, man. I mean, so when we get back. When we get back to, you know, when we get into this playoff basketball, we're going to need those two to contribute. Right. We can't afford for them to have two, six points at the most eight points. I need George to be hitting around about 15 with yes. five threes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You I can't need play that. shake five minutes. You cannot play shake five minutes and no. expect him to give you more than the two points he gave you last night. He's yeah. a rhythm player. You got you to gotta get him warmed up yeah. and get him in the flow. You, you got him out there for five minutes? He couldn't have given you more than that last it's night? That's terrible. Really? It's, yeah, it's bad. Bro, Kyrie came down on a fast break and just shot the three because yes. right in front of Harden, because and, and, Harden just looked at him, you know what I'm saying? He was just jogging back and just turned around, looked at him, did like this. Yeah. Dude, when Kyrie, when Kyrie crossed half court and pulled up about five feet beyond half court and hit nothing but the bottom of the net, in a, in, a, in a heated moment of a game where it's going back and forth, I said, you know what? Nobody's in his face that far out either. It's, you let that man just pull up and launch a bomb? 
part of the problem too is with Maxi starting. Harden and Maxi are sieves on defense. I mean, they oh, are just goodness. bad defensively. Oh, my goodness. So then you're you're depending on Embiid to have to clean everything up for anybody who goes to the rack. You know, Tobias, whatever. He, he, you know, he starts off pretty decently. He doesn't give you a ton. And then, you know, P.J. Tucker can defend, but he doesn't give you anything off it. They're just – there's flaws here with this team. Now – Here's the only thing – I'm sorry, it bothers no, me with Harden. This is what bothers me about <laughs> Harden the most. As good as his game is, you know, facilitating and busting threes in any given moment, when he does that 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 theatrical drive to the paint and throws his arms up and doesn't get the call, yep. he stands there like this, looking around. Meanwhile, the team's fast breaking the other way. They already got four or five, uh, uh, right. yeah, five on four or five on three. You're standing there like this. If you don't get the call, get your butt back. Yeah, turn around and get back. Christy, it, it, this is an interesting question. Uh, is it me or does Maxi seem much more productive when Embiid is not on the court? Any possibility Doc specifically uses Maxi? here's the problem, Chris. First of all, I agree with your observation. Let me just say that. But the problem is that would mean you're really limiting Maxie's minutes if it's only when Embiid's not on the floor. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. he typically goes the entire first quarter and with Embiid and then third quarter and then Embiid sits about six, seven minutes of the second and the fourth is usually the pattern that Doc uses. That's a lot of time for Maxie not to be on the floor. So I don't, I don't really know what you do, but but there's no question Maxi's athleticism and speed is being somewhat nullified when you have, mm-hmm. you know, Joel and Harden and and Harris out there for sure. Yeah. Uh, like I, 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 you guys speak on how embarrassing it was when Embiid let Green grab the the board right in front of him. Dude gives horrendous <laughs> effort. See, I, I don't see. I don't think he does. I, I disagree. He gives horrendous effort. I don't think that's. Oh, yeah, I won't say that. I'm not going to say that. I, I would like to see him be a better rebounder. I would agree with that. Um, I think there he's are the biggest multiple, guy in the NBA. Yeah, like he rebound eight rebounds last night. Here's the thing. One of the things that that does bother me about Embiid when it comes to rebounding, if you watch, most of his rebounds are simply because he's gigantic and it gets pretty yeah. close to him. He doesn't yeah. box out. He's not a fundamental. Get mm. my rear end into somebody and move them backwards, and I'm going to grab this board and chin it and clear it. He doesn't. You, you, if you watch, there's not a lot of that with him. That bothers me. Do you do right. you think he do you is it me or do you guys think he labors up and down the court too much? It's like he struggles to get up and down the court. And I don't know if it's the foot. I don't know what it is, but sometimes it seems like you know the offense has to wait for him to come down the court sometimes before they run it run their play. Instead of him already being down there with the team, trying to get the advantage on the defense not being set up. Yeah, is it is it just me or is it's it? It's not just you. I, I I think some of it is he's a giant man, you know, and and sometimes it's he's not going to look as fluid running as some of the little guys. But I do think sometimes. Come on, G man. Come on, G. Come on, G. You can't do that, man. You can't do that, Yeah, man. Yeah, G man. It's it's. I get. I get. Come on, G. But it ain't true. Okay. Come on, G. I'll tell you. Minute wanted no parts. He would stand out by the perimeter and launch that that, that, that slingshot three that he used to throw up. Um, Man. Yeah. Oh man. But but look, we all know this is heading for a crash course here. It like they don't get it done in the playoffs this year. Changes have to come. They well, do. Yeah. Changes as in what? Embiid leaving or Embiid staying? Coach, maybe. Coach. Maybe Embiid. Oh. Maybe this oh. would be Harden. If he wants so badly to get to Houston, you know, okay. I, I think I think Embiid will be the last on the block in terms of 
uh, priorities with that organization, who might leave. I think they would try to build a different nucleus of players around him and give him me because he's still in the prime of his career. Right. You know, he does have he does have the this, the stigma that he can't stay healthy. Um, but I think when you look at the options, I mean, he is by far the one when he's on the most dominant big man in the game. Yeah. When he's on, you know, but then again, when he's on comes with the, is he hurt again? Is he in shape again? Does it look like he's laboring up and down the floor? Is he ever going to be a better rebounder? You take the bad with the good with him. And I'm not a guy who's looking to push Joel out the door. I'm not. No. I'm just saying as a team, you got you have to figure this out because you can't keep going the same route. It just it doesn't I, work. I, I ain't going to lie. I, I'm I'm not a fan of the slow pace of basketball, but I do see when um when when Harden is off and, and he's out the game. Yeah. And Bede's out the game. It's more enjoyable to watch. I do like it a lot more. Because it's it's faster pace. And Maxie's like shot out of a cannon. I mean, he is he's he's like Uber speed. And he got some guys that can run with him. But do I think that that lineup right there can sustain a playoff? No. You know, that's the other thing. I'm glad you brought that up. So they make that run with that group. Maxie's out there with all the bench guys, and they they did an unbelievable job. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Defense, transition. So uh Jason Kidd counters by putting Luca and Kyrie back in, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Doc, I think, put Harden in, but he was still waiting on a beat. And I'm saying, yeah. don't wait too long. I know these guys have done a great job. Don't wait too long. And he's always a step behind, in my opinion. Like he 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 should it started to come unraveled and then he waits too long, in my opinion, to get a beat. I just don't think he has a good feel for the game, Doc. That's just but do you think do you think he held him beat out longer because Embiid had four fouls already? I, I, I don't know. Maybe Derek. Maybe possibly. Mm. It's possible. Um mm. hey, let me throw this at you. It's not basketball. Let me throw this at you real quick. I, I thought this was interesting. From from next gen stats, they do some interesting stuff. So we talked about Nolan Smith a little bit earlier. Uh, the, the Georgia kid who's an edge rusher. Um, yep. Size. How about this for a size comp with Hassan Reddick? You ready for this? So Nolan Smith is six uh, two and a quarter inches tall. Uh, Hassan is is six one and a half. Nolan Smith is two thirty eight pounds. Hassan's mm. two thirty seven. Mm. Nolan Smith thirty two and five eighths arm. Hassan thirty two and three quarters arm. Mm. production score. I'm not sure exactly what that is. Uh, that, that includes like production, athleticism, overall, et cetera. Uh, Nolan Smith, 78, Hassan Reddick, 79. Their, mm. their, their build is very similar, man. Yeah. Great. Yep. Yeah, man. It's pretty cool. Great similarities. But then you got, cool. look at, look at, um, look at, uh, look at Kyron Johnson and, and, and compare him to Kyron Johnson. It's kind of the same guy also. Right. But Patrick, uh, Patrick Johnson's a bigger dude, way mm-hmm. bigger dude, more physical dude. Mm-hmm. You know, so can you get that production? I mean, when you look at when you do look at Hassan Reddick and he's out <clears> on the field, you can tell that he's not necessarily what you want stopping the run. But he he's got an attitude about himself. Yeah, you he, better be like maniacal with if yeah, you're a little so bit. He's got an attitude like about himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Interesting. It's a lot different. Interesting. All right, let, let's come back. Let's hit some NFL stuff here, guys. Uh, a lot to dig into combine-wise and, and some other surroundings. So we'll do that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, 
Rob Ellis with you on this Friday. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We're going to talk a little Razor technology. All right, we'll talk about change management. With threat vectors evolving, it's never been more important to monitor all the changes in your work environment and set up automated alerts for when something violates an existing policy. Get visibility into pivotal changes happening to your systems and networks with IT support from Razor Technology. Change management. It's an end-to-end -end solution for tracking changes across all the systems and networks your businesses administers so that it has transparency into who is making those changes with enough time to respond and take corrective action if necessary. An unauthorized user, device, or application doesn't need very long to cause serious financial and reputational damage to an organization by altering, damaging, or stealing sensitive data. That's why Razor Technology uses real-time change detection to catch malicious actors in minutes, not days or weeks. Contact Razor Technology today to learn how our managed IT services can protect and enhance your business. Call them at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. 
Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. today let's smash that like button if you could we would appreciate that we are sports take jacob sports youtube network all right a couple things nfl wise guys one uh travis kelsey hosting saturday night live this week uh i am saying 100 jason in some way shape or form makes a cameo would you guys agree absolutely that's the lock of the century absolutely you, yeah. you got to you got to yeah you're you're muted gunner no, I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with Barrett, and I'm with you. That's 100 yeah. locked. He's going to sneak in there somewhere. I'm, well, I, it's going to be interesting to see the way they they write uh, some of these skits. Like they they always try to when they try to incorporate sports. Sometimes it's hit or miss. You know, it, it, you might get some yeah. writer who doesn't know anything about the NFL or whatever how they're going to um, work that in. But that's going to be pretty funny, man. Now, here, here's they, a bigger bigger question. Yeah. Will you guys watch the Saturday Night Live episode? I won't. I won't I'll watch the clips the, the, the next day or so. I won't. I can't even begin to tell you the last time I watched Saturday Night Live. It, it, it's at least been since the 90s, to be honest with you. I've definitely watched more recently than that, but I'm not. I, it's not appointment TV for me. Let me no, put it not me either. You yeah. know, I mean, back in the day it was. It was like, you know, Saturday yes. Night was almost like, you know, Martin. You know, I can yes. remember Martin. Martin was like a much watch. I mean, the whole city was shut down when Martin was on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's not it's not like that. I haven't watched I haven't watched Saturday Night Live since. Man, I, uh, just I'm put just put a put a bow on it. I'll, I'll say since Eddie Murphy was on there. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I haven't watched the cast broke up. I'm telling, it's true, yeah. man. When it, when that cast broke up, wow. you know, you had Jane Curtin, you had all these dudes, you know, Garrett Garrett Morris, you had you know, John Belushi. Jeez, I mean. I, I I tried to watch it when they made the slight transition into the later nineties. I lost interest. And you know what? Until you say, until somebody says, Hey, you know, Saturday night long, I even forget it's on TV to be honest. Because it's, it's not a part of my, my mental makeup to say, I got to see this. I, you know, the only show I really have to watch other than sports is swamp people. That's it. <laughs> Did you say people. have to watch? <laughs> I have to watch Swamp People. Oh, yes. I have to. That's a show I have to watch. I've oh, been watching God. that for 14 seasons consecutively. <sighs> okay. still, and The Deadliest Catch. I still watch The Deadliest Catch. I watch Deadliest Catch, but my, my, my TV stays on uh, Motor Trend. You know, I watch Motor all Trend, of okay. them. All of, you know, Texas Metal. I mean, I watch all those shows. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I have to watch those. It's like, it's like crack, man. I got to have it, bro. It's addicting, man. Had me scratching and everything. You oh know my what I'm god! Uh, I gotta watch it, bro. On, on, on weekends, try to survive. Okay. Well, on weekends, seasons out. Really? Yes. Try to survive. Hey. You got to check it out. Well, my, on weekends, my wife and my daughters will watch some of those shows that they re, re, redo houses. Like there's like four or five. I love HGTV. HGTV, uh, I watch yeah. a lot. Now, I, I started watching that stuff now. I really like the uh, HGTV. I like I like it when they they do the you know the flip houses or yeah 
uh, house hunters. I like yeah. to see the different areas with the houses look Me too. like. They got Vegas. Yes. They got yeah. They got yep. um. They got a uh, uh, buying an island house. And yes. Oh, yeah. Or you hit the lottery. There's the lottery. Yeah. Oh, the lottery. lottery. Yes. 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 Yep. yep. I'm there. I'm First of all, I'm never buying a house in another country. Yeah, I'm not, I ain't doing that. I'm not doing that either. No thanks. Well, um, no, me neither. Like I like I wouldn't even buy a house in the Keys because you know I just it won't I, to be me, it don't make sense to buy a house down there when you know it's going to hurricane come. You know, tear your stuff up. And you go, you got to rebuild it every two years, right? <laughs> no, thank you. No, yeah. I don't need that. I love fishing, but you know, I, I, I just can't do it. Yeah, if you have that kind of money, hey, I'd rather rent a house for a week and be gone. You know, yeah, that's I'm not, true. I'm not, I'm not buying a house. There's some areas. Watch this oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I also watched this show where they, uh, the, uh, where they, where they have, um, they build the RVs mm. to spec. Okay, some of these RVs might cost a million dollars, man, but they got Jeez. like marble in them, and they, that the, the RVs look better than my house. Hmm. Put it like that. Like chandeliers in the RV, you know what I mean? It's, it's crazy what they could put in these RVs these days. Like um, a lot of these uh, movie stars will yeah. have these RVs, and when they're taping somewhere, yep, they'll drive the RV there, and they'll live inside the RV while they're um, they're mm -hmm. taping. Yep. Yeah, see, that's another thing I would never buy is an RV. My wife has asked me through the years, "Hey, what about we get an RV when we retire and do that?" I'm like, "What about we don't?" <laughs> I'm not driving looking for campgrounds to hook up all the sewage. By I'm not doing that mess. No. I just got one. I got one now, man. And how often are yeah. you going to use it a year? I just got it like maybe three weeks ago. So you do you have to do work on it? Yes, of course. You're not going to buy anything brand new. Okay. First of all, brand new costs about 150 grand. Yes, brand new. Yes. Is that how much RVs are? Oh yes. Oh Bro, my goodness, yes. You should oh. see some of these RVs, right? Bunk beds. Wow. Two or three beds in, in them, you know, yeah. bigger than bigger than our houses, bro. Yeah, I believe yeah. it. I ain't buying it, dude. That's too much work. Well, we could drive all over the country. Yeah, I can do that in my car too, and bro, stay in a hotel. Like, I ain't doing I'll it. Do, this I'll is do what it. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that we can uh, jump in the RV, the three of us, and we'll drive somewhere and just kick it and and do the show from the RV. We could do the show from the RV. Yeah. Nowadays you can um nowadays you can have um mm. you know you can have internet. In the That's RV, true. That's yeah, true. you know, from anywhere. So mm. I'm thinking we 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 take a trip. Let's go right. to Myrtle Beach. I got some great yeah. food. Spots. I got some great food spots in Myrtle Beach. All right. Drive down and and then we just have a great old time, a grand old time, man. Let it's me. A, think. It's a nine hour ride. I did it last year. Yeah, I Is did it, it uh, three about years nine. ago mm -hmm. from from my house. It was like about nine nine and a half. Yeah. So it's got to be farther for you, Rob. Because maybe, you know, maybe I I did I left it. We were visiting colleges, so we I left at four, five in the morning, four thirty. Oh yeah, there's no traffic. Go. I didn't hit any traffic. It was a Saturday. So when you when you hit DC, you gotta you gotta oh, automatically man. put in about another hour and a half, oh, two hours. Well, that's exactly right, Barry. Yeah, we got, <laughs> we got that, towards Richmond, and from Richmond till I got out of freaking the DC area was a nightmare. Everything else, right? Was, <laughs> Wait, were you, did you go straight down ninety five? Yeah, I did. Basically, yeah, I go straight down there. I made a mistake. Our former photographer, Jerry Hines, told me I should take Route 13 going through Delaware and then go through Virginia. Uh, the, what's the beach area in Virginia? Virginia Beach and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. So we get to Virginia Beach and we stop. My wife and I stop and we have lunch at a seafood place. And so we're sitting there talking to some of the locals. And I said, hey, far, how far is it? Now, we had been on the road from my house to, to Virginia Beach. was probably about over three hours already. And I said, hey, far, how far is it to... Um, uh, to get to uh, Myrtle Beach from here. 
Well, they say if you keep on your present route, you're going to go down these coastal roads and, you know, and especially you don't want to drive them at night unless you know the roads and all this stuff. You might want to go back over to 95. You know, here, here's the best way to go back over. Go through Norfolk, Virginia, and get back to 95. The total drive time was like about 14 hours. Should have been eight or nine. And I told Jerry, I said, man, if you ever suggest anything else to me again about traveling, I will punch you dead square in your throat. So, so Jerry said go the back way. He didn't say go. He told me, yeah, the back way for me was going down Route 13 through Delaware and then going across. That's What's shorter? that bridge? Huh? He said it was she said it was shorter, but it was not. Oh. So what is what's that one bridge when you get to Maryland? That big long bridge that goes under the water twice as a Chesapeake. Or, yeah, it goes under yeah. the water twice when you're going into Virginia. Yeah. So yeah, we went yeah. on that bridge. Let me tell you something. On a bad day, uh ice day, a snow day, a windy, I ain't driving across that bridge, bro. Mm. Bro, that imagine bridge. this. Imagine huh. driving in a dually in a dually pickup truck with a boat on the back of it. Huh. Mm-mm. Bro, it's already this narrow. You don't get you don't you you can't you I mean you got like a hair's pinch trying to even go through the tolls. Jeez. And man, I was like, yo, bro, I, I don't see how you do it, man. Captain Tony does it, man. He drives all the way down there, bro. I'm like, yo, there's no way, no way I'm yeah. doing yeah. it. You gotta really be all, yeah. you know, like dialed in. Like you gotta be right. on your A game. Right. You know, right, Duck, Duck is right. It's, it's the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's, it's a, unbelievable because I'm driving across and thinking, how in the world they build this thing, man? Because you're on that mm-hmm. thing like for about 10, 12 miles. Mm-hmm. Right. And you right. go, you go, and there's nothing but water on either side. You know, well, even the one in Baltimore when you go into it's yes. freaky. It's freaky, yes. man. If you're claustrophobic, you're feeling it a little yes. bit. Yes, that's a it's mile. You're, you're under the bay in Baltimore. I do that. I do that drive all the time going into Baltimore yeah. Airport. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Speaking of claustrophobic, yeah, I went and got an MRI on this mm. brain of mine today. And no, I did that uh, yesterday, early in the morning. Your head glowing a little bit. I didn't know. Go ahead. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I was just thinking to myself. I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm, you know, just from here on up is inside the place, and they got your head, you know, putting the thing and it's closed in. Mm-hmm. I can see people that are claustrophobic going crazy. Oh, yeah, 100%. Aren't you those things like 40, 45 minutes before they get yes. the MRI? Yes. No, yeah, it depends. No. It's all this clicking and... Yeah, no, no. Doom, doom, doom. I mean, all these noises. Make... Yeah, no. No. Think, oh, I'm sitting there. No. I'm good. I, I wasn't claustrophobic, but I can see somebody being claustrophobic. 100%. Going nuts in there. No, uh-uh. Nuts. No, thank you. Yeah, that's all right. Um, Mr. Gunn, you need an MRI. No, I don't. <laughs> Whatever it is, it'll go away. Yeah. Yes. If, right. it, doesn't, if it doesn't, open See the pearly later. gates. Nice knowing. <laughs> um, all right. So a couple of things. Bryce Young, there's I, I haven't seen yet what he's measured in at, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, there's there's a lot of discussion here about his size. Now, going into this. There are, you know, depending on where you look, he claims he's six feet, but there are a lot of claims that he's 5'11", about 194, um, to, by comparison. Jalen Hurts is 6'1", 223, just, just by comparison. But we know things are a little bit different now. Jalen's not the tallest guy in the world. Kyler mm-hmm. Murray, whatever mm-hmm. he is, you know, he, he got drafted first overall. Um, would it be a, for you guys, would it be a reason for you not – to draft him are you worried about his size in this day and age hmm. no, yes. no we both said we answered that at the same time i'll let yeah, bear go first I'm gonna, say, I'm, I'm gonna say i'm gonna say yes um these guys are bigger stress 
can you imagine? Or you you saw that happen um, with with Davis hitting that little guy, man. I mean, he, he would break him in half. So I couldn't see even even I think even two is too small. You know what I'm saying to, yeah. to play. Yeah, but yeah, you're seeing – yeah, and again, that's head, but, yeah, I hear you. He's a small guy, yeah. Right, and then, you know, what makes Jalen interesting is because he's an, he's an inch taller than those guys, but he's stronger, a heck of a lot stronger. He's built mm-hmm. differently. You know, he's yeah, built he like a – he's built like a tank. He's built like a running back as opposed to looking at those guys. And it, it, to me, they're way too slender. You know what I'm saying? They're just way too small. But I don't know. I mean, to me, I, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't make him an every down quarterback because the game has changed so much that you have to incorporate running and everything else inside your game. So, I mean, I, I, I couldn't do it. I, I wouldn't do it. How That's about just, you, Derek? Where you I would at? say NFL teams um, are very good at putting weight on players that need to add weight and muscle. Um, would it, if he's at 190 now, he'd have to get up to 20, 220 at least for my satisfaction. That's 30 pounds of weight and muscle. How much of that would affect his durability and agility if you put that kind of weight on him? You know, um, I he I'm looking at all the draft boards and looking at all the scout stuff, and across the board, they have him head and shoulders above everybody else in terms of ability, arm strength, accuracy, ability so on and so forth. A team like Houston is desperate for number one, to get a face to the organization to get people back in the stands. If he is deemed the best of the best, I have to to spin that roulette wheel and take a chance on him. If he can be that much of a difference maker for the future of my organization, if he is deemed head and shoulders above everybody else on the board, I've got to take that chance. We talk about how the smaller quarterback is finding his place in the National Football League over the last several years. I, I have There's one part that worries me. He could be your next RG3 Kyler Murray. Look at Kyler Murray, the Energizer Bunny. He's been dinged up the last couple of years. Now he's got a what, torn ACL. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, even bigger quarterbacks get shoulders and torn ACLs. But ability is ability, and if his ability is second to none in the draft, I got to take that shot off. I have to. Okay. All right. I, I, yeah, I, I think I would too. And if I would worry, for sure. Uh, yeah. But I, I know on the biggest stage in college, he the guy delivered, and he's and he's a clutch player. But yeah, we'll see. He said basically, look, I've I've been told this stuff my whole life is the way he approached it when he was up at the podium. Uh, addressing the situation and look he's probably one of those guys who's going to play with a big chip on his shoulder which is always good you know a little extra motivation uh never hurt anybody for sure um so that's the uh the situation there i, I saw this jerome boger the the official just see he retired what yeah. caught my eye not only about him retiring feels like he's been around forever but he's only been around since 04 but there he's one of 10 officials retiring yeah. I, I, wonder, I wonder why. I haven't really looked into it that much over the past few years. That feels like a lot. No, ten. It is a lot, and when you consider a number of the guys on that list, Rob, have only been uh, officiating at the NFL level eight years, nine years. Yeah. I, I wonder why. Now we all know that a lot of these guys have uh, other businesses once football is over, other jobs once football is over. Maybe some of them just don't like the grind of what they go through. Maybe they're tired of the grind. You know. I know yeah. they get paid decent. I'm not, not they're not getting paid like players, obviously. They get paid decent. But you think about it. Their job description is from August, preseason games from August to, to February, if you're selected to, pl- to do the Super Bowl in the playoffs. And they all get six figures. 
Um, yeah. On top of the maybe, regular, regular they, yeah. they all, most of them have other gigs. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe they're tired of them. They made a couple hundred grand a year, bro. Oh yeah. Well, it depends on how many years you've been in the league. There's there's right, tier right. pay. You know what I mean? Yep. Some of them make three or four hundred thousand a year, depending yeah, on how many years yeah, they've been in the league. Yeah, yeah. But I'm shocked at that many. I saw that also. I said I was counting. I said nine or ten mm-hmm. are walking away like this quick. Yeah. Well, I wonder why. There was um, there was like a big big conspiracy thing where they were taking um, they would get um, the NFL would get them first uh, uh, uh first uh, first class flights. And they would take them a trade in the first class fights and get a regular seat. Hmm. And well, uh, that happened with with, with um, NBA officials and guys got fired for it. Yeah, well, NFL too. Okay. So is this, a, is this another Illuminati theory? No, no, that's, no. It, it was it was big. It was big back then. I'm talking about like was maybe it? yeah, maybe like 15 years ago, 12 okay. years ago. Okay. You know, uh, so uh, I. I ESPN, NBC, nobody put me in first class. <laughs> uh, I flew once. I swear it was a mistake. I, I was flying back. I covered an Eagles Cowboys game. It was like 1998. And I was flying back. And I'm like, I was, this is how clueless I was at this time. I didn't even realize I, I knew there was a first class, but I, I didn't even, it didn't like dawn on me like that. I'm looking and I'm like, wow, I, I have more leg space here. This is like, it just looks a little, I was so out of it. Like I, I wasn't drunk. I'm saying I was just clueless and I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. And then all of a sudden they're serving me drinks and food. I'm like, what the hell's going on? They, they must <laughs> and then I sat, to this, I sat next to this guy who was an executive at GE right? New York guy. And he's like, you know, we're in first class, right? And I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm not thinking I'm supposed to be here. He's like, just, it's cool. No one's sitting here. So just do your thing. <laughs> he's like, let's get drunk. I'm like, yeah, all right, let's get drunk. So anyway. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, you- all right, so um, Jordan Raynan, our, our buddy who covers the Giants for ESPN.com, mm-hmm. uh, he said that he's hearing – Daniel Jones and the Giants are making big time progress on contract talks, and it wouldn't surprise him if there's a deal in place by Tuesday. Oh, yeah! If I'm Jalen Hurts, I can't wait to see this one. Right. I, I'm gonna get here. I'm gonna guess thirty-two to thirty-five range. I don't, I don't think it's higher than forty-five. That. I don't know. Man, I don't know. That's where you're like, dude. You someone needs to just tell me he's Daniel Jones. Like, I, right? You know, if, if if I can, if I'm Daniel Jones and someone's giving me like 32 for like four years, man, I, I wild horses couldn't keep me away from that. You know, yeah, but Rob, the market, thanks to Arizona and Cleveland, the market is set much higher now. <sighs> I know. I'm telling you. Hey, I'm telling you. Bro, you I, can't I, tell me nothing, bro. Like, I, I just. I just see so much difference in when I was playing and what it is now. Yeah. I mean, the market, you're right. The market is just so different that you can't even compare the salaries that these guys are making. I was a second round pick, mid second round pick, and my sign, my um, my bonus was four twenty five, and my base salary was one point three. Wow! So that was the total of my contract with this, with this, with the um, with the bonus. The four twenty five bonus was one point three million dollars for four wow. years. I thought so one point three was total for 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 all the whole the length. Yes. Of it. Wow. Wait, not, not per year. Wait, four, that was your four year contract. 
Yes. Four One year three. contract. Yes. In 1995? 1995. Yeah. And I was Dude, talking to Guy McIntyre. Guy McIntyre said his contract when he first, his second his second or third year in the league was $90,000. Oh, come on, man. Starting pro bowler. Hmm. $90,000. And they wonder why players nowadays don't trust the owners. Right. Yeah. Dude, 1.3 is like 200000 below the league minimum for a vet now. Yeah. For That's one exactly. year. Exactly. Exactly. Jeez. Yeah. My um my my last four years I made the the uh, veteran minimum at one point mm. one. My last mm-hmm. three years. Yeah. That was the veteran minimum. They signed like for for a second rounder. Like I was picked fifty eight or fifty nine, and right. I think Jalen Hurts was picked fifty three, and it's he he got like a. Sign a bonus of five million dollars or something like that. Yeah, you're oh, you're almost good. better off not even doing that to yourself, right. man. Oh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> don't even pay attention to it. Oh, telling you. Um, all right, couple couple other odds and ends here. I thought this was a, I don't know. In a way, it's cool and loyal. In the other way, I'm like, mm. so do you guys see this? C.J. Stroud said he's not interested in going to the Bears, who had the first overall pick. You already said that. He said, I don't want to go there. That's just no. He was doing it like in a loyalty way he's saying i don't want to go there that's justin field's team me and him are brothers for life oh okay right right it's a nice thing but i'm leaving my options open man i'm going wherever wherever that that check is being signed there's one to give me first overall pick money you know right well you know what eli Eli said he wasn't going to the Chargers. they traded him yeah, he's yeah. not doing it like I don't I don't want I don't like the organization. It was right. more more loyalty out of his buddy. I'm just saying, you know. But hey, he also CJ said he thinks gonna be, he's gonna be one of the top three quarterbacks. I I would hey look, I don't want to go to Chicago either. I want to get my ba- brains beat out. Yeah, I don't want to go there. Well, he said he thinks he's the best player in the draft. Of course. See what well, Stroud said that? Yep. Yeah. He's a great player. Uh, I don't know about the best in the draft, but he's a great player. But you know, and somebody's gonna take him in the first round. So he's oh. going to get good first round money. No, yeah, he's a set. I think he's. I mean, he could be the first quarterback taken. He could be. He could very well be. Question yeah. is, who will Houston take? Will it be Bryce or will it be CJ? I think it comes down to that. Yeah, I agree with you. I yeah. think it goes. I think CJ Stroud. I think so too. Bigger body, just a stronger arm, can run. Yeah, yeah. yeah I and, don't you know, disagree and, with that. And what's funny that you know you look at Chicago's quarterback. He wasn't even a runner, and now they made him a runner. You're right. He yeah. was a drop back quarterback. Isn't that yeah. something? That dude ran for his life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was it's running real, for man. his life, man. Uh, we mentioned earlier the oh. kid out of Pitt. The uh, it, it is, I think it's Kalijah Cansey. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Kalijah Cansey, six foot one, two eighty one. Right at four six forty. Four six seven. Uh, last year he had seven and a half sacks, fourteen point five tackles for loss. Uh, only had 31 tackles. He is, he is just like his boy, Aaron Donald. You know, he plays just like an Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. They, they, some teams, you know, typically go out and get the same player mm-hmm. because it fits their system. That's exactly what they did. They went out and got a, uh, bigger version of Aaron Donald. I think Aaron Donald's what? Six foot, six foot one. Yeah. yeah. Six, six, one. Yeah. yeah. He was thicker. He's thicker. He's two eighty one. Mm-hmm. This kid's explosive, man. He reminds me a lot of Aaron Donald and John Randall mix. Okay. Not to say he's going to play to that level, 
But when I watch his game, his game kind of equates to how they move. So that's I me. Mean, I kind of look at him like that. Now, not to say he's going to play at that level, but I see him, you know, I see him moving like that. Um, just like Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson, he reminds me of a bigger version. This is the kid from, I think, Texas Tech or something like that. Yeah. He reminds me of a bigger version of Simeon Rice, a thicker mm. version of Simeon Rice. Same pass rushing style, same time of linky. Um, because they're so long when they rush, it's awkward. It looks like they're not going fast. They're actually hauling ass. He's like almost like a stork-like rusher, but when he's going, he's getting there with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Plays real long, slaps a lot of balls out of uh, quarterback's hands. Reminds me of Simeon Rice, so mm. you know, it's a comparison. I like when I watch film, I like to compare guys to certain guys so you know, so I can make a mental note on how they play. Okay, interesting. Um, let, let's real quick take a look at uh, a couple things. Te- you know, teams that are close. And tell me if you guys disagree or if I'm missing somebody real quick here. AFC, Miami, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, and the Chargers. Miami, Cincinnati, all those guys will compete yeah. in the mm-hmm. playoffs. I think, I think it's pretty close. Cincinnati's problem was they got to the Super Bowl, they regressed and didn't get back to the Super Bowl. Can they get back? You know, you start, you saw a slight regression. Uh, Miami, if Miami gets the quarterback problem solved, watch out, Buffalo. Yes. Because Miami is not afraid of Buffalo. They beat Buffalo. So mm-hmm. watch out, Buffalo. And who was the other one you said? Uh, Chargers. Chargers? Hey, you know how I feel about the Chargers. Rob. <laughs> yeah, Rob, you knew better than to ask me I about know, the Chargers. I know. It's why I teed you up. I wanted to see you spike it yeah, over the net. And, uh, Chargers, yeah. Chargers have talent. They have a great quarterback. Justin Herbert can play on my team any day. Some of the things I watched that dude throw. Yeah, uh, he's got He's got arm talent, man. I don't think he gets enough credit for being – he's another one of these guys. He throws sidearm as hard as he throws overhand, and I mean accurately. You know, he throws on the run well. The dude's got a cannon for an arm. It's yeah. just that the Chargers have always had that dark cloud over their heads, can't get get past themselves. They just can't get out of the way of themselves. Something I don't care who's coaching, who's playing for them. They've got talent on both sides of the ball, man. they got great secondary. you got Khalil Mack there. You got Bosa there. I mean, you got talent, and they can't get out of their own way. So the Chargers are going to be exactly what they were last year, the year before, and decades before that. A team will talk about, and a team will look at the end of the season and say, what happened? Mm-hmm. That's the Chargers. Well, it's funny you say that, man. Ever since you said that a year and a half ago, man, mm-hmm. I can't get that out of my mind. And they always fulfill that self-fulfilling prophecy. They always do it, man. They have the most talent in their division. The most talent in their division. Yep. And still never go out there and, and, and make it happen. That's crazy yeah. to me, bro. Every since you said that, I see it the same way. Yeah, um, the quarterbacks at, they've had, dude. Right. Great quarterbacks. You know, Rivers. You Marino, know, Rivers. Can't get out of their own way. Mm-hmm. But look at this, though. Mm. Um. When I look at Jacksonville, did we sleep on Doug? Doug is that good of a quarterback, man, because he has completely turned that team around. Yes, he has. Completely turned it around. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think the really important reason for his hire there was that there was a pattern. 
you know, you, you went from Chip to him here, and I think that he was able to to, to just bridge it and bring unite people. Yeah, I, I think Jacksonville's owner saw you know the, the very similar what he had to do with Urban Meyer and just bring people together. The other part is he he can coach up young quarterbacks, and tre- they weren't getting the mm-hmm. most out of Trevor Lawrence's rookie year, and I think he realized Doug's a really good guy to get the most out of him. That's it. And and I think the other thing you admire about Doug is his aggressive nature. He coaches yes. very aggressively. Yes. You know, yes. and his and his players take on that type of they love it. Think about remember the play call in the in the playoff game that they won where it looked like it was going to be a QB sneak and he did the little end around move, like that yep. little that, that little thing. <laughs> he coaches gutsy, man. So uh yeah, I, I'm 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 with you there for sure. All right, NFC. Let me throw these at you guys and tell me if you think they're close. Dallas, Minnesota, San Francisco, Seattle. Minnesota, I think with Brian Flores, maybe a real defensive coordinator, if they get better yes. on that side of the ball, I think even even with Kirk Cousins coming up small in big games, I think they're dangerous there. In they weren't Minnesota. devoid of talent, man, and that's that's the problem, man. They, they're not devoid of talent. They have some no. great talent mm-hmm. on that defensive side of the ball. I don't understand why. Well, I do understand because the play calling was atrocious on the defensive side of the ball. They just weren't aggressive enough. That's why everybody wants an aggressive mm-hmm. defense. But I mean, look what the guys that they have on the on defense side of the ball. I mean, Jordan Hicks, one of Jordan Hicks and Eric Kendricks might be, you know, two of the best linebacking um tandems you have in the league. You know, yeah, and you game, add yeah. Harriet Smith to that mix, you know, they could they can mix what they have. Harrison Smith is still to me locked and loaded, one of the best uh safeties as far as knowledge of the game, it's always where he's supposed to be at. Uh, you know, guy can come up and make the make the strong tackles. Uh, you know, but they got to go out there and get some people, man. You know, um, Patrick Peterson, free agent this year. Uh, Sullivan, safety. I mean, the nickel corner. He's a uh, he's a, he's a free agent this year. Uh, Shelley's a free agent this year. So they have some holes they have to fill. But for the most part, you know, defensively, they could be very very aggressive if they if they played. Uh, the play calling was aggressive. Who's who's quarterback in the Vikings in the regular season? Kirk Cousins. He's Kirk. a regular season. He's a regular season MVP. You're gonna win games. Yep. He's he's he he every time he gets to the playoffs, he does exactly the opposite of what he did in regular season to get them to the playoffs. Yeah. That's <laughs> as long as Kirk Cousins is quarterback in that team, and I do think they're gonna be a much more solid defense with Brian Flores coordinating that defense. Yep. You still got Kirk Cousins at quarterback. I'm with you. T.J. Hawkinson at um, tight end. Oh, they that, got some, they got some weapons. Man. That was Dalvin a good trade. Cook. It was yeah. man, Dalvin Cook at running back, man. It, they, they, and their offensive line is intact, with except for the center. Yeah, yeah. You know, except for the center, he's out wow. there. But you know, look at that offensive line is a, it's a good offensive line, man. And mm-hmm. you know, the receivers they probably need to go get them another a third, a third receiver, man, a third, a second and third receiver because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if Adam Thielen has it anymore. Yeah, he looks like it's it's yeah. starting to be. He's on the back nine. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's starting to look like that for him for yep. sure. Um, all right, let, let's let's rank how we think these divisions finish. Mm. Okay, let's let's do the NFC first. What the heck? Let's go NFC East. Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Washington. Gunner, give me your order there of how they finish the twenty three season. I think it will be just as it finished. Uh, ooh, Giants, Giants, Washington, Giants, Washington. See, that's a little tough because the enemy is now running the offensive show in Washington. I'm going to say it's going to finish exactly the way it did this past season. 
Ooh, okay. Exactly. So the streak of, yes. of repeat division winners. That finally, yes. that's okay. Yes. It's finally broken. Yes. I think the Eagles I will finally so. break that streak of, of a different te- uh, same team winning the division twice. So, Barrett, you think it's Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders again? Or Absolutely. Is it, okay. It stays Absolutely. the same. Okay. Just okay. the way you said it. Just the way. Um, you said although, it. I, although I will say, I just cannot wait to see what Eric Bieniemy does with I'm those. I'm flipping Washington and the Giants. I'm going to flip. Those I knew. Two. Yeah. See, that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, only one game separated them last year in, right. in the standing. Yep. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. It's nine seven one eight eight and one. All right. Let's yeah. go uh, north. You got Vikings and Detroit, who came on, finished nine and eight. Green Bay, tough to figure out what they are because we don't know about Rodgers. And then the Bears mm-hmm. uh, was the order last year: Vikings, Lions, Packers, Bears. Uh, Barrett, you get first Ooh. crack at this one. That's man, this this is probably a way tougher division. I'm gonna go. Oh man, because I don't know who's at quarterback in Green Bay. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna do it this way. I'm gonna go Vikings, Packers, Lions, uh, Vikings, Packers. See this. I don't want to. I, I, it's, it's, that's, it's, I can't. I mean, I, I can't go against. I can't go against because I know we know we already know Chicago's be the last team. But where do I play? Which one? I, you know what? No, I can't do it. I can't do it. A Rod's going to be with Green Bay. I'm going to go Green Bay, Vikings, uh, Lions, then Bears. All right. I'm locked in. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Okay. Green Bay, Vikings, Lions, Bears. All right, Derek. So Barrett is basing it on Rogers coming back. A Rod being there, yet. yes. Okay. Uh, Green Bay still has a settle this wide receiver issues. No, they don't. I think they already settled. I think those kids got better. They did get better. They need a, they need a veteran. They need to let they need to let Randall Cobb go and get another veteran <laughs> in there. And Randall Cobb has served his purpose. Thank you, Randall. Here's the door. Get your paycheck on the way out. Thank uh, you very much. If Aaron's out, that's a lock. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's gone. Cobb is really gone there. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to say Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay Bears. Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay Bears. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go Minnesota, Detroit, Green Bay Bears. I I, I think it's Ooh. really close. I think Detroit is, is in the – 10-11 range, and I think Minnesota comes back a touch. 13-4, and four, I don't think they're going to be quite as good as 13-4. and four. I don't So mean. I think that division's close at the top. I think I like, I like the direction Detroit's going. I like yeah, the, I do too. Yeah, Detroit's think, going up. I, yeah. They are going up, but will they be past? I mean, Minnesota's, they can score, man. And, and Detroit I, can't? Well, I mean, I think that Minnesota, but I think defensively they're going to get better. They, are, they yeah. won a division yeah. last year too. They did. Yeah. They did. All right, let's go south. Oof, good oh, luck. What a mess. That's, that's easy there. Bucks, Panthers, Saints, Falcons. Where are you going, Barrett? They all suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm going to go Saints. Yep. Uh, Saints. Then I got to go. I'm going you know, to give, give the Panthers a little love. They're going to be better than Atlanta. because, But Atlanta and the Panthers, neither one of them have a quarterback. No. Neither one of them do. That's hard, man. And, and hold on, the Saints don't have a quarterback. Yeah, and this three, man in Tampa Bay doesn't have a There's no starting teams, quarterbacks in that division. Yeah. Three teams in the division don't have a starting quarterback. Right. 
That, you can't do that, man. That's that's that we can't we can't rank them guys. That's that's trash, 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 and trash. Oh, no, you know, you gotta rank them, man. That's the deal. That's all what right, we discussed. Right, you gotta right. rank them. Okay, then I'm gonna go uh New Orleans. I'm gonna do it by coaching then. I'm gonna New Orleans. Uh I'm gonna do Atlanta simply because Atlanta's coach staff has been there. Then I'm gonna go Tampa Bay and the Panthers, they're last. Mm. New coach. So that's this. That's wow. my list. Saints, Falcons, Bucks, Panthers. Okay. Derek. I'm going Saints, even with even if Alvin Kamara gets suspended. Um, I'm going to go Saints, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Atlanta. I don't know about that young quarterback down in Atlanta. I don't know about him either. Um, <laughs> so, all right, you said that, but who's going to be quarterback of the Panthers? Yeah, right. <laughs> Who knows? Or Tampa. Sam Darnold, or Sam Tampa, Darnold, yeah. Who's the quarterback of Tampa? Well, Kyle Trask. You got, you got Sam Darnold in Carolina. At least you know you yeah. got one there. Well, Trask, you got Trask with the Bucks. Uh the Falcons have uh what's Cincinnati's old they um, have Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter, yeah. Yeah. I and you gotta take some hill in New Orleans if push comes to shove. <laughs> he can run the wishbone all day. <laughs> Great. I, I'm gonna take the Panthers in a little bit of a surprise. Oh I'm gonna go number Panthers. one. Yeah, but not like no I, I'm talking like nine and eight. Okay. Uh okay. and then right. New Orleans and then Atlanta, then Tampa. Okay. I think Tampa's going right. to stink. I think Tampa's going to stink. Okay. I think they're just going to – the vets there are going to be like, oh, we don't have the quarterback, and eh, I don't know. Uh, all right, lastly, let's go west. San Fran, Seattle, Rams, Cardinals. That's the way it finished last year. 13-4 and four San Fran, 9-8 and eight Seattle, 5-12 and 12 Rams, 4-13 and 13 Cardinals. Of course, changes. Uh, Arizona's got Jonathan Gannon. San Francisco, we're not sure who the quarterback's going to be to start the year. It'll likely, most likely Trey Lance because Purdy isn't going to be ready yet. But we don't know. Seattle's got Geno. They're going to have to re-sign him. Can Stafford come back? Is McVay, does he have one foot out the door? Uh, Derek, you got the West first. Okay. I'm going to stay with the 49ers, even though they have a quarterback issue. I'm going to say Seattle's going to close the gap. Uh, There was a four-game difference between the two teams. I say Seattle closes the gap, makes it a much more interesting division. Rams fall in at number three by default because I think Jonathan Gandy might be a little bit better than Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, that's the way I see him stacking up. All right. Uh, Barrett? I'm going to go 49ers because it doesn't matter who's a quarterback. I right. think that, uh, that, that head coach, he doesn't, I mean, he, he doesn't worry about who's a quarterback. He worries about his system. So I'm gonna go 49ers. They got you know the healthy running game with McCaffrey. So 49ers. Then I'm gonna go Seattle, Rams, and then Cardinals. Okay. Uh, I, I it's the Niners. No matter who plays quarterback, um, yeah. I just think the defense is too good, and there's too many other weapons. They'll pick up whoever it is. They'll 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 lift them up. Yeah. Whoever yep. it is. Yep. I. You know I don't know if I'm all the way sold on Seattle. Um. I think they're about nine and eight again, which could get them in the playoffs. Right. I think the Rams. It's just the, 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 the amount of talent they're they've they're losing here. Like they're letting go, like you know, like Bobby Wagner types left and right. It feels like Jalen yeah. Ramsey yeah. is likely to be out of there. I don't see it. Um, I'll take them third. I think they're under five hundred, and I think the Cardinals are not good. I don't think they're good at all. Um, and and it's probably going to be like a Colt McCoy starting the season. 
Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray's likely not going to be able to start the year. Right. See, the Rams' biggest problem is they're still underwater. They're fourteen plus million under the cap. Yeah, in the hole, and I yeah. don't know how they're going to get out of that because Who? if you let Bobby Wagner, the Rams, Rams, yeah. So if you let if you let Bobby Wagner go, and you you know, you you, you if you, you can't bring in the equivalent of a Bobby Wagner when you're trying to get out of the red in terms of cap spacing. So they have they have too many too many players they're going to have to let go. And I don't see him being able to replenish the cupboard enough to be a threat to San Francisco in the West. Yeah. Yeah, Calamari, Calamari's going to be bad, man. You know what I'm saying? He won't be back for the for for uh the cards, man. So Calamari, you know, that's that's Calamari. Who's Calamari? Yeah. Calamari, Cal- oh, you remember, Calamari. You remember that, right? He said, he said Calamari. <laughs> what was his name? What was that DB's name? Played oh. with um, played with um, the Broncos, and he became a broadcaster. What was his name? Akeem Talib. Akeem Talib. Instead of saying Kyler Murray, he kept saying Calamari. Yeah. And there since then. Yeah. And you know who probably that's about this? Amy. Amy Fadul said, "Listen to this," and she and she went to the game on 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 YouTube. And he kept saying calamari instead of calamari, calamari. So ever since then, he's been calamari. All right. Um, all right. Let, let's get our last break in and let's come back. We may have a Flyers trade update of someone you've actually heard of. So we'll Ooh. do that. Ooh. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, and we'll we'll hit uh, oh chat section. If you have questions, throw them our way. When we come back, put a question mark in front of you or whatever you want to ask us. And we'll also do birthdays and movies. When we come back, don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll be right back. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Barrett, Rob. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. 
But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. Final segment of the show. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday. We are Sports Day Chicken Sports YouTube Network. So, you mentioned before the break, uh, it looked like there was a deal in place by a lot of different, a couple different reports that for uh, James Van Riemsdyk possibly going to the Red Wings. That is not official. No deal done yet, according to mm. multiple people who cover the team. Um, so, we're now, let's see, about 12 and a half minutes uh, left until the trade deadline comes to a conclusion and the flyers made a very minor deal uh, to say the least. Um, so no big names going yet. We'll keep you posted. Sometimes these things happen after the deadline, the deal was already in place. The league had to approve it. You know, it doesn't mean anything. It, something's not happening if it doesn't happen right at three o'clock on the nose, but we will keep you posted if we hear anything. Uh, so that's kind of where things are right now. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do, frankly. I really don't. Uh, all right. Gigi has a question for us uh, from Barrett. How many cars do you have, Barrett, is the question from Gigi. <laughs> I yeah. only have – I actually only have a truck and I have a Dodge Magnum. That's the extent of my cars. That's it? Yep. Okay. It does seem like more. It seems like you're always working on something. And yeah. it's like yeah, I work yeah. on it, enjoy it for a little bit, then I sell it. Ah, smart. Um, I had a pickup truck. I have a, I had a Dodge, 2014 Dodge Ram. Uh, my son started driving it, so it's it's his now. You know, <laughs> he's been driving for more than a year now, so it's his. Um, like I said, I just picked up the dually. I'm fixing now. That's my only truck. Okay. All right. See, I'm surprised. I thought there would be more, but that's a good question. You got any other ones? <laughs> Fire them our way. All right. Let's uh, let's do a little uh, birthdays here. Mm. We'll start with Tone Loke. Funky Cole Medina is 57 years old. Today. Okay. Okay. Wow. Dang. Yes. Wild thing. Uh, Tone Loke, 57 years young today. Jackie Joyner Kersey, uh, 61. Yep. 61 of the great uh, track athletes ever in the history yep. of. of Mankind, womankind. Olympic gold medalist. She was unbelievable, man. She was unbelievable. Uh, Camilla Cabello, the singer, is 26 mm-hmm. years old today. Was with the group Fifth Harmony. Good you. Got her. Good pull there. Would not have known that. Kyrie Irving's 31 today. Uh, t- tuned up the Sixers last night for sure, but he's 31 today. Alexander Graham Bell, the inventor of the telephone, is uh, mm-hmm. born on this day, 1847. Uh, Jessica Beale, the actress, 41 years old today. Um, married to Justin Timberlake, Jason Tatum, 25. He's only 25. Jeez. That's scary. 
from the crib, from St. Louis, from he the crib. Is. St. Louis is, uh, I would say you're the, you're St. Louis is finest. He's second to you for sure. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Julie, uh, Julie Bowen, uh, from modern family is 53 today. Um, the actress Jean Harlow was born on this day in 1911. Uh, hey, she, Jean- died, she died at the age of 27 years old. Oh, damn. Really? Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, James Doohan, who played Scotty on oh, the original Star Trek, was born on this day, 1930. I Captain. I can get aye, up the wall tonight, but she can't do no more. <laughs> that was pretty good, bro. He was the, he, what was he, like the engineer? Or what, what, yeah, that's yeah. what he was. He was like yep. the chief engineer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bud Bundy, uh, David Faustino, is 49 years old today. Uh, little Bud. Uh, Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker uh, was uh, born on this day in yes, 19- sir. So he's 61, 61 today. Yep. Herschel. Uh, Perry Ellis, the designer, was born on this day in 1940. No relation. I wish he was. I'd be rich. <laughs> uh, what else do you guys have birthday wise? Um, Frank Martin, um, South Carolina coach, basketball coach. He's at UMass now, but he used yep. to be. He yep. used to be at, at South Carolina. Yeah. He yep. was at Kansas State University. That's why That's I had right. to bring him up. He's a, he's a wildcat. Yep. Little well, Flip is 42. Little flip. flip. Game over. Yep. Uh, and that's all I got today. Uh, oh, we have another question here before Gunner gets his. Barry, what are Barrett's edibles of choice? <laughs> I want to hear this, Sam. I want to hear this, Sam. No, I don't. I don't, I don't only in, I don't, only when you're in Denver. Yeah, only in Denver did I did I, did I do that. And And – it, it like I said, it was um, it was edibles, but it was, I guess they put in the marshmallows because it was um, it was rice krispie treats. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, it was made of rice krispie treats, and I guess they put in that. But I was good. <laughs> All right, I don't turn it down. You know, oh man, yeah, I hear you. All right, Gunner, what else do you have birthday wise? And I'll hit some movies here. All right, you got uh, Natalie Kelly, 38, from the uh, Fast and the Furious series. You got Artie Mann, she's 45, Big Bang Theory. Uh, Miranda Richardson, 65, she was in Sleepy Hollow, The Crying Game. Uh, Buddy Velasco, you know who he is, right? The Cake Boss. You ever watched that show, The Cake Boss? No, I I went to his bakery up in in Hoboken, man. Uh, You know, he's got like 17 stores now. And one of them's in Philly. One's in Philly. Wow. My wife would go up there periodically and bring back bakeries. And I was up there when I went one time. I said, I got to go in the cake boss store. Was it killer? So, yeah. Was it just unbelievable? Uh, food was good. Yeah, it was good. Not equal good. to my wife. My wife should have her own baking show. Yeah. Compared I, to that. I, I second that. Yes. She should have uh, a cake boss show. But you got Michael George Thomas is also. I'm sorry. Who? Michael, Thomas, Michael Thomas is 30. Yep. Michael okay. Thomas is 30. Santonio Holmes, 39. There you go. Uh, former t- uh, tight end uh, linebacker, Randy Gratishar. Yep. 71 today. Uh, we Willie Keller, remember him, Rob, the baseball player? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was a five, four and a half baseball player in the yeah. major league, and he's in the Hall of Fame. He was inducted in 1939 in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, Brian Leach, one of five defensemen in the history of the NHL to score 100 points. Yeah, he was a great player. 18 seasons. He was a great um, player. Yep. Have any more, any more, any more. Uh, George Miller, the filmmaker, uh, he's best known for the Mad Max franchise. Okay, oh, get out. Okay, yep, yep. that's it. Okay, all right. All uh, I'll hit a couple here. Uh, Lean on Me, one, one of my favorites, uh, from 1989 with uh, Morgan Freeman. Sam's, you smoke crack, don't you? 
<laughs> Poor Sam. Why, he was all over Sam's. You smoke yeah. crack, don't you? Yeah, he was. <laughs> the best line of the movie. Now they call me Crazy Joe. Yeah, they used to call me Batman. Now they call me Crazy Joe. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so that's that's a good one. Oh, uh, the remake of Ace Ventura, which I didn't see, Pet Detective Jr. Yeah. in 2009. Yeah. I did see it. It was about a bat or some crazy stuff. So. Was it Jim Carrey? Yeah, it was still Jim Carrey. It was oh. still Jim Carrey, yeah. I didn't watch it, though. I, I don't remember that one. Okay. Um, that's There wasn't much. You guys have, a, have anything else? Well, you got Logan, uh, you know, from the uh, X-Men, you know, uh, series. Okay. okay. And also, coming out today, today, Creed 3. Yes. Oh. Yes. You're very excited about that, huh, Rob? I am very excited about that. Yeah. Yes, I am. I, I may go to the movies. It's possible. Uh, <laughs> really? Today? <laughs> Not today. No, no, no. no, uh, no. You, you will be on air, bro. So don't even try it. I, I, I can't go next... anywhere without yeah. hearing Rob. You know, it's always six degrees of separation. There's always a you'll turn be, on my You'll be getting it tomorrow and Sunday. Yes. Hey, Bear. <laughs> hey, Bear uh, the next, well, first of all, next movie I go to is going to be March 24th when uh, John Week 4 comes out. Oh, no That's question. That's the next one I'm coming. Yeah. But, Barrett, I want you to answer M. Reyes's question here. <laughs> what? Where's M. Reyes? Okay. Ah, oh, jeez. All right, let me pull up. Gunner <laughs> only does it to small children, right? I don't, I don't hover around like he does. He hovers around. Oh, God. That's terrible, man. He had that little, had that little girl going. Yeah, she still hasn't recovered. And that was, that lady, was. The pregnant lady was like this. Oh. And I'm telling you, and this dude, this dude, Hispanic dude, he was so mad. Little Mexican dude, he was so mad. If he thought he could whoop you, D-Gun, he would have tried, bro. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If he'd have been an inch taller, oh, they'd have been hell to pay with you. He would have try to whoop you, bro. Uh, yeah. Let me tell you something. You, There's been no verification that it was me. You've been telling us live, and I've just played into it. Do I need to call? Who do I need to call, man? You can't call anybody. Who are you gonna call? You can't call anybody. It's your word against mine. It was it was the worst, man. I couldn't believe that little kid. What's your and but Trish said the Lord. Oh boy. Yes, yes. See, see. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh jeez. All right. We're out of time on that note. Oh uh, my goodness. <laughs> I can't win. I'm sorry. No, I just can't I'm win. Telling you, so. It's unbelievable. All right. Oh, so uh want to thank Xander. Xander and his return engagement. He's back hanging with us. So uh, I want to thank back. Xander. My want to thank everybody in the chat section. Z. You guys are the best. That's for sure. Uh, I want to thank everybody oh, streaming, man. everybody listening. So don't go anywhere. You got three oh. hours coming up with Dan Cilio for the National Football Show. And we're back at it Monday at the same time. So for Derek, for Barrett, I'm Rob. Chris everybody. D, you ain't right. You ain't right, Chris D. Yeah, we appreciate well. you. Yes, you thanks. Up. Everybody, you have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Thanks for watching, Barrett. everybody. It was Barrett. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes 
to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.